106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. We were able to announce our first 20 prosecutions across the state six weeks after the office started, and we're going to continue to do it. If you're voting illegally, we're going to hold you accountable. If you're double voting, we're going to hold you accountable. If you're ballot harvesting, we are going to hold you accountable. Uh, but she said the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be. Because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. The best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And so she if, she get if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Next, if she really has the flu. She right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it, it's, the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. Do you have an opinion on voter ID laws? Uh, yeah, they're usually pretty racist and <laughs> they're bad. I think voter ID laws are a way to perpetuate racism. Do you think it suppresses the uh, African American vote? Definitely, uh, because they're less likely to have state IDs. You can always get IDs um, you do over the internet. Does that also would make it difficult for, for black people in particular? Yeah, you have to have access to the internet. You have to be able to pay an internet service provider for certain fees. Do you think that's harder for black people to go online? Well, I feel like they don't have the knowledge of how, of like, how it works. Now I'm here in East Harlem to ask black people their thoughts on what you just heard. Do you carry ID? Yes, I do. Do you know anybody, who, any black person who doesn't carry ID? No. Why would they think we don't have ID? That's a lie. Why would they say that? Do you have ID? Yes. Everybody that I know have ID. Like, that's one of the things you need to walk around with New York with. Do you have a problem if when you go to vote, if they say, can we please see your ID to make sure you are who you say you are? Do you have an issue with that? No. Never forget everything this corrupt establishment is doing to me is all about preserving their power and control over the American people. They want to damage me in any form so that I can no longer represent the hardworking citizens of our country. Do you and I have the courage to say there is a price we will not pay? There is a point beyond which evil must not advance. He would go on to say that evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. Well, you and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth. But we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose this war, and in so doing lose this great way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those that had the most to lose did the least to prevent it from happening. Well, I think it's high time now that we ask ourselves if we still even know the freedoms that were intended for us by our founding fathers. Every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists, not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. And that is the freedom that I wish for you. Set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. You aren't made to fit in. You are born to stand out. God bless you. I'm not a fan of war, but you know, 
if it wasn't for the war, we would, you know, we'd be on our third wave right now. So we got to credit, you know, credit where credit's due. I don't know. It's kind of weird timing, right? That war didn't happen. Fauci would still be on the TV right now. Dr. Fauci, you said two weeks to flatten the curve. What I actually said was we are too weak to flatten the curve. It's not... It wasn't for the war. He'd be on TV right now explaining why we need our 30th shot. You know, the first shot really is just to loosen up the vein and sort of get it ready for the second, third, and fourth dose. The fifth, sixth, and seventh are really to create a FISA community within the body so that the eighth, ninth, and tenth feel seen and heard. 11 and 12 are just placebos, and since 13's an unlucky number, we go right to 14 through 20. Once 110% of the country is vaccinated, then we can dig up the deceased, revaccinate them, then individually vaccinate every sperm in the country so babies come out pre-protected. And then as far as reopening, once we end racism, get Putin out of power, start up Will Smith and Johnny Depp's career again, we could start thinking about the idea of pondering the possibility of conceptualizing the notion of reopening around Christmas 2059, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. Lou Benninger, and welcome. You're listening to No Hostages Radio. This is episode 178, and we'll arrive on August 27, 2022, which should be a Saturday morning if everything goes well and the electric grid stays up and my friend Tanner stays well and all else is, is going to be flowing. We, we should be good to go. One of these days, it may not come off this way. But Lord willing, we'll just keep plowing ahead until it does. Uh, if you're new to this, No Hostages Radio, we've been going on for a few years now. And uh, we talk about uh, two to three hours, um, clips including and talk, two to three hours on what's happening in our culture, politically, socially, spiritually. And uh, this is recorded, so no need to call in, but you can reach me through my cell phone at 530-713-1838. You can text or call that. I'm on the left coast out here in California, northern California, north of the capital of Sacramento and Yuba County. So again, the number is 530-713-1838, or you can email me at lou. L-O-U at NoHostagesRadio.com. Once again, Lou, L-O-U at NoHostagesRadio.com. You could send me comments, complaints, uh, information you think I need, clips. I'm always uh, interested in what you're seeing out there. There's so much information, I can't watch all of it. So thank you for your help uh, ahead of time. Sometimes I'll give you a shout out. Sometimes I'll just receive it and use it. So, uh, but thank you so much. We're also doing a live show on Saturday. Again, this show pops up on Saturday, but we do a live show here locally in Northern California called 
Live with Lou. Has a Facebook page called Live with Lou. And uh, we do that from 10 in the morning, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Um, so, again, that's on the left coast. You can look at it uh, or listen to it on uh, as it comes off at, live at uh, a, a platform or a, a website called live365.com, live365.com. And you click on radio and then put in the call letters KMYC, and you should be able to listen to whatever's happening right then. So it should be us every Saturday from 10 to 1. We've been doing that for about a year and a half. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. I think I got it covered. So I wanted to mention a couple, uh, since a lot of folks may not be able to hang with the podcast for all two or three hours, I'll get the, uh, a couple announcements up front here. There is... Uh, a world premiere of a one-hour um, documentary by David Martin, Dr. David Martin. And David Martin is the one who began to pull the, the curtain back on COVID and expose it, the fact that it actually was a patented uh, bioweapon uh, years before it was uh, uh, released. And, and also the shots were all patented ahead of time in, in all the uh, the hullabaloo about, oh, we're putting together a warp speed shot and uh, all that stuff. We don't know where this shot came or this uh, virus came from. It may have been a wet market in Wuhan. All total lies, uh, propaganda, total lies to deceive and, and to cause fear. So Dr. David Martin has created a film called American Revolution, but it's spelled R, American after American. It's R backslash evolution. And uh, it's uh, going to give an overview of America from the beginning to now and where to in the future and how you've been lied to, how we've been lied to repeatedly and kept in the dark, so to speak, about what's really going on in our own country. And so uh, I would I've been, I was thinking about it before I started the show today that how good it would be for adolescents and uh, high schoolers to set in on this because they're going to hear history here uh, in one hour uh, like you've never heard it before and you will never hear it in the future if you go to college or, or major in history. Uh, this will uh, set some... Uh, cornerstones in your intellectual pursuits that will help you to follow up on them and in other words we're not saying just believe it just because it's on the film we're saying look at it do your own research right but i think everyone that uh, sees this film i've seen some trailers to it uh will be shocked uh that you'll be shocked your your jaw will be loosened it will be dragging at the end of it and uh, there's also, it, let me give you the scoop on it. It's uh, $10 for the movie itself. It's Again, it's not going to be live streamed. You're going to have to be there to see it in uh, Sutter County. That's Yuba City at 1179 Eager Road, the Church of Glad Tidings at the Embassy Theater on campus there. So it's a world premiere. They're actually going to show the film there. David Martin and his wife, Kim, will be there. And if you just want to drop into the film, you want to bring your teens or adolescents to watch it, it starts at 7, ends at 8, doors will open at 6, but there will be a VIP package where David Martin and his wife will stick stick around as long as you want, 
uh, hours, if need be, to add, answer questions and and get into a discussion further on. He's one of the brightest guys I've ever met, so he is full of information. It's always new ground for me. So that will go on afterwards. There will also be dessert and refreshments for the people that get that. The, the VIP package is $50, which actually it's, it's a great deal. I haven't – somebody was asking me the other day if I like movies. I said, yeah, I really do. I just never get over to the movie theater. But I think the movie theaters have gotten pretty expensive. So even this at $50, to be able to sit with one of the brightest guys in the, in the world afterwards and, and – pick his brain, as they say, uh, is amazing. So I'm, I'm hoping to set in on the whole thing. Uh, so that's September 2nd and Church of Glad Tidings, 1179 Eager Road. Uh, they call it Live Oak 95953, but it's right on the freeway 99 and Eager Road. It's just between Live Oak and Yuba City, actually closer to Yuba City if you're driving here. But again, I know a lot of people are saying, hey, 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 I, you know, I can't get there. I'm, I'm three states away. I'm a, I'm a half world away. Uh, there'll be a way to, to, according to David Martin, there'll be a way to look at it uh, at some point. Uh, and they're going to f- determine after the world premiere how to distribute it. They may ask for people's input on how to distribute it. So uh, I watch, uh, I subscribe to David Martin's Butterfly of the Week and uh, the Butterfly program on YouTube. And he had a, uh, a last clip was doctor about Dr. F, Dr. Fauci, Dr. F retiring. And he talked in it about the world premiere and why they've uh, done the world premiere the way it is. So uh, anyhow, if you can make it great, if you can't, uh, it'll be out in some form, uh, in some way. Uh, for you. The way you can keep track of it afterwards is David has a number of websites. Um, One is davidmartin.world and another one is fullylive.world, I believe, fullylive. So uh, check it out. Uh, The other thing I wanted to mention to you is that there is a, a, a great conference coming up. Most of the speakers will be live at the same location that David Martin's going to be at Church of Glad Tidings uh, on September 16th, the evening, and 17th all day in morning to evening, breaks for lunch and dinner, and the 18th in the morning till noon. That's Friday night, Saturday all day, and Sunday half day. And it's going to be Dark Secrets and Bright Hopes. Again, for most people, and the reason I say this is not to sound elitish. I'm not that smart or uh, smarter than the average bird. I'm not that. All these people are way ahead of me. But uh, we're bringing these people because they are enlightening people to what's going on in the world today. From a spiritual point of view, uh, to a government point of view, to a medical point of view, uh, and to a world impact uh, perspective. So L.A. Marzulli is going to be there. Derek Gilbert's going to be there. Dr. Brian Artis, Leo Zagami, who was in, worked inside the Vatican for years and years, and Dr. and, and actually Pastor Dave Bryan. Uh, and they're going to uh, talk about exposing the darkness and championing the light. So both of these events on September 2nd with David Martin and September 16th to the 18th, you can uh, register for them online at churchofgladtidings.com. 
churchofgladtidings.com. Click on events, scroll down to whichever one or both you want. I believe you can register for September 2nd today. And uh, you can also, I, I hope by uh, the time that this is up, you'll be able to register online for September 16th through 18th because I don't know what the costs were for those. All of those speakers, I believe, are going to be there uh, except for Leo Zagami, who doesn't get out much because of uh, contracts on his life. Not to be... Uh, Speaking with hyperbole or exaggeration, but when you are exposing uh, the dark side of who's operating the world and trying to do funky things, uh, people don't like that. By the way, do you know there's a, I'm going to try to write an article about this. You know, this Ann H. Is, she used to be a partner with, uh, oh, I can't remember that lady on, uh, does a talk show on television. Anyway, Ann H. or Hetchy, H-E-C-H-E, I believe got in a car crash and died a, a couple weeks ago. And uh, very interestingly, um, the car was going an incredible, at an incredible pace. And um, she, I think she crashed twice. But anyway, when she finally crashed and they hauled her out of the car, they, it was interesting because you could see from above there was an overhead video of it. And you could, they actually had her covered up like she was dead, like it was a, a corpse. But before they put her in the back of the ambulance, she raised up, uh, flipped the cover back, and raised up like she was fully alive. And then they said at the hospital, they, they unplugged her because she was brain dead. That's impossible. And so um, the interesting thing is about her is she has been working on a movie about sex trafficking. And the other person uh, that had a strange high-speed crash is a guy named Michael Hastings, who is a writer that wrote a controversial, although it's a very interesting article in Rolling Stone magazine, about uh, the commander, McChrystal, and... Afghanistan, and after he wrote his article, he went to Afghanistan and, and uh, shadowed everybody and wrote this article, which I read, and I didn't think it was so bad, but I probably agree with, with the commander. But because he was spoke disparagingly about Obama and some people, he got fired. And after that article, um, Hastings, Michael Hastings, was writing an article about John Brennan, now, Brennan's been rumored to be involved in protecting all these sex traffickers, Epstein and all these people, and was working on an article, and uh, his vehicle uh, attained a high rate of speed in, down in Los Angeles area, maybe 100 miles an hour, a Mercedes, and crashed into a tree and blew up and uh, killed him. And... Um, the interesting thing is that people, when they talk about Hastings, they said he drove like an old grandfather. In other words, he just didn't drive that fast. So as I was reading about these, the variety of people that have been killed like this or died like this, that through technology now and the cyber wars, that from up to a thousand miles away, uh, because 
cars are computer managed or computer run. That's why you can't really work on your car anymore. It's all computer. You have to hook it up to a machine to correct it. That they can take over your car and uh, manage your car from far away and cause it to attain a high rate of speed and actually go off the road and crash it into something. In Hastings' uh, situation, it was in a large tree. And H, uh, in her situation, it was a into a house or an apartment complex. And uh, so there's a lot of suspicion that both of these people were killed by uh, the dark side in our, in our country now. Uh, and certainly guys like Brennan, who uh, is a criminal, along with uh, Tapper and all these other people that tried to uh, actually perform a coup. Uh, to get Trump out of office through stealing the election. But for f- six years before he actually became a president and then all the way through his presidency, they ran a campaign to uh, smear him and carpet bomb him. And uh, But Brennan is dirty. He's been dirty for years, and he's getting away with murder, literally. Uh, so anyway, uh, you're going to learn about some of these things at the Dark Secrets and Bright Hopes Conference. Uh, you may have heard of Dr. Brian Artis, A-D-A-R-D-I-S. You can look up all these guys very simply on the website at churchofgladtidings.com. Click on events, click on dark secrets and bright hopes. Scroll down to get more information, and you ha- we have a bio on every one of these guys. And it will be an eye-opening, um, major mind-blower for all of you, including your young people. Your young people should really be fascinated by these speakers. Uh, I, I just can't imagine having this kind of information when I was, say, in my teens. Uh, I, would have, I would have been totally stoked. So uh, both of these are wonderful things. Again, your kids need to understand history. If we don't understand what's been going on, we don't, don't, won't understand what's been going on right now, be, this COVID thing, and where we're headed Uh, And I'm going to talk more about that in the show today. So Dr. David Martin, September 2nd, and the other folks on September 16, 17, 18, uh, get signed up. It's very easy to get to Glad Tidings if you're coming from out of the area. It's very, it's right on the freeway, no traffic, lots of parking, no charges, no hidden charges, whatever they charge you online, get you everything. And uh, there'll be easy ways to get food and all that kind of stuff for the breaks on the uh, on the 16th, 17th, and 18th. Okay, all right. Let's see. I wanted to uh, mention that. Uh, let's see. We got three minutes. Let me just mention a couple people that I want you to support because if if you're out here in this area, because they are helpful with this program. And uh, that's Little Billy, Billy's Excavator and Backhoe Service. Little Billy isn't little. Uh, he named it in, for his son and some of his uh, nep- nephews. Uh, he called them uh, Little Guys or Little Billy's Excavator and Backhoe Service. But it's Israel or Izzy Garcia who uh, served in Afghanistan and, I, and maybe Iraq, Iraq as well uh, during conflict and with the Marines. And uh, but he runs a backhoe service excavator service now. So if you need anything done, when you de- need to change the look, or the level, or dig a ditch, or dig up problems, or dig out m- major rocks to do some building, 
uh, or straighten things out, culverts, ditches, uh, whatever you need. He'll do it for you and, and be honest and fair. 530-300-6010. You can text or uh, call him. He's located in Yuba County, but he'll travel some in Northern California. 530-300-6010. Lives up in the foothills. So y'all that live up in the foothills and are trying to build, uh, maybe you're building a house up there, or maybe you decided oh, we want a pond and have some fish and store some water in case hard times come or be able to have some extra water to fight fire uh he's the guy that can make all that happen for you he understands it he's up there himself his uh, in-laws are all up there his his uh some of his relatives are scattered around so he's got it up there so but anywhere you need him he'll come little billy's excavator service five three zero three hundred sixty ten and i was out there talking to will fanning the other day at all power services and he's helping a friend of mine who's trying to get on her feet and uh, he just went did a drop by visit by her house to see if she could we could get her car going but he can fix whatever you got that's got power connected to it and uh, the other day he had another car up on the on the lift that is another person I know but he had all kinds of equipment there trailers with equipment on it and uh, chainsaws all kinds of stuff there and it's all called all power services they'll fix anything that needs fixing that uh, you're using, whether it's uh, around the house or uh, like a weed eater to a lawnmower uh, on up to a big tractor trailer rig. So 530-844-0347. That's a number you can text or call 530-844-0347 right here in South Yuba City, just outside the city at 1469 Stewart Road. And you can reach him on gmail at allpower1469 at gmail.com we'll be right back we've got five more sessions to go there's some clips here i want you to listen to and then we'll pick it right up accelerate evidence testing from 60 days to 30 days. It's going to cut it in half so that we can prosecute case faster and get dangerous people off our streets. The suspect released from custody today with no bail after being charged with only misdemeanors. 55-year-old Bui Von Fu, who police say is in the surveillance video, was given supervised release, which is not bail eligible. Which is not bail eligible. You can't make this stuff up. The victim in the case had to undergo brain surgery and is currently in a coma. Police believe the attack was completely unprovoked. Lock him up. Many people outraged tonight knowing that this man is out on the streets. He is a convicted felon who spent six years in state prison. He was out on parole at the time of that brutal attack last week. This individual certainly has shown that he is a dangerous person. Thanks, Captain Obvious. And with the right leadership, we will rise up again. Please come help us in New York now. Things are going to get worse before they get better. I often feel like there's the Hillary standard, and then there's the standard for everybody else. What's and the Hillary standard? Well, 
The most highly protected woman in town is Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. For the rest of her life, Hillary Clinton will never even think about dialing 911. For the past 30 years, she hasn't taken a walk, a nap, or a bathroom break without a good guy with a gun there to protect her. There's the Hillary standard, and then there's the standard for everybody else. What the Hillary standard, and then there's the standard for everybody else. I just wanted to offer, you know, a couple words of support, just in case you find yourself really, really marginalised in society. If you are, you know, straight, maybe, or maybe white and, and not a minority, or maybe you don't have a disability, maybe you've got both your arms or, or whatever, and you're finding like, oh my God, I, I feel so alone. Like, there's no one like you being represented anywhere in, in any of the media, not on TV, not on the radio, not in any kind of competitions or anything, or, or probably even in sports. And I just wanted to say, you know, if you are straight, maybe you've been married to the same person for 20 years, maybe maybe you don't feel the need to go and dance in the street about it in, in small pants with your knob out or or have a rainbow flag. I mean, maybe you aren't disabled, but you're just, just sort of cracking on with that. I wanted to let you know that you, you can dance as well. You can cook, you can sew, you can do TV shows. You're just not seeing people like yourself anymore because I think um, the general message is that's sort of not the right thing to be or certainly not something that should be promoted. Um, and so just don't worry, really. And, and when you do find that you are a minority in certain towns and cities, as as I know increasingly some people do, you won't have any minority rights because those are just for people who were formerly minorities. Um, but just know that you're not alone, that there's lots of us out here. And just because we're not seen on radio or TV anymore and can't have any shows and because we can't be on programmes and you can't possibly compete at something unless you have some kind of disability, it, it's that is absolutely progress. That's progress. Great. Celia Farber points out how the mass media tradition of obsessing over the deaths of celebrities has been absent since 2021 as a clear tactic to deflect mass death by COVID shots. And the death of Anne Heche marks a return to this mainstream media tradition. And the whole story is very strange. Just before the crash, Heche visited the glass hair design salon in Venice and purchased a red wig, where she posed for a picture with the salon's owner, who did not notice her to be impaired in any way. Minutes later, Heche crashed into an apartment complex where residents tried helping her out of the vehicle before the car was put in reverse and sped off. Videos then show her car recklessly speeding down a residential street and nearly hitting a pedestrian. She then hits a car before finally crashing the Mini Cooper into a house where it bursts into flames. But this is where the story gets really strange. While being carried to the ambulance, we see that her legs are secured and she is covered in what looks like a cloth body bag. We are told that she couldn't breathe and yet they covered her face. And the reason these details were noticed is because we see her become fully conscious while frantically trying to escape the body bag and leg straps. 
Nothing was reported about this, and Heche's former boyfriend said that Anne was stable and expected to pull through. But then we are told she is in a coma, and then we are told that while her heart is still beating, she's legally dead, according to California law. But she will be kept on life support for possible organ donation. And then, right in the middle of the ancient three-day festival to honor the goddess Diana, known as Nemoralia, they pull the plug on Anne Heche and let her die. This is quite similar to what happened in Paris 25 years ago on the satanic inverted Nemoralia, August 31st, when Princess Diana was looked after as she bled to death in a tunnel dedicated to the goddess Diana. Many believe that Princess Diana was about to expose the royal family, and Anne Heche, who recently starred in a movie exposing chemtrails, was currently promoting her most recent film that was exposing the horrors of child sex trafficking. Child sex trafficking, along with all human trafficking, is the biggest business in the world. The slavery business is at an all-time high, and the thugs who run it are known for their satanic rituals. Ritual murders have always been, at a base level, a form of crowd control. The Anne Hayes story has caused many to look back into the mysterious death of Michael Hastings. Journalist Michael Hastings had just published a story for Rolling Stone that resulted in the resignation of commander of U.S. forces in Afghanistan and was working on a story of CIA director John Brennan. The day before he died, Hastings emailed friends to warn them that the feds were interviewing his close friends and associates and told them he was onto a big story and needed to go off the radar for a bit. Early the next morning, Hastings' silver Mercedes hit a palm tree and exploded, somehow launching the engine block 60 yards away from the car. Former counterterrorism czar Richard Clark told the Huffington Post that Hastings' crash was consistent with a car cyber attack and that intelligence agencies for major powers are able to remotely seize control of a person's vehicle. He added that if there was a cyber attack on Hastings' car, whoever did it would probably get away with it. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. about uh, we've had some uh, folks put together an essay contest because we have uh, we have a uh, sorry I got distracted here by my phone we have Constitution Day coming up and it's on and on the 17th of this month September there's going to be let me get over here to the right spot here I was looking at on September 7th at 11 a.m., there's going to be a Constitution Day picnic, patriotic picnic and family fun at Sycamore Ranch. But it's actually just uh, about 15 minutes east of Marysville on Highway 20. 
very easy to find, easy to get to. You don't have to drive off the road a lot or anything. You're just right off the road between Highway 20 and the Yuba River. Beautiful setting. And so I've been up there many times myself. So uh, anyway, it's, if you want to have the actual numbers and put it in your GPS, it's 5390 State Highway 20, Browns Valley. And the Sutter Yuba Republican women are putting this on this is a month monthly event they do somewhere sometimes they have it downtown in a uh, uh some sort of a meeting area other times they are meeting at a business they're just mixing it up this summer to kind of have some fun meet a lot of new people so this is up in yuba county it's a sutter yuba uh Republican women. So the way to find out about this more, go to SY, this is a website, SYRepublicanWomen, plural, dot com, SYRepublicanWomen.com. And you can, uh, you can sign up for it and uh, you can pay a $10 fee and that includes lunch or you can even bring your own uh, food with you and have a little picnic. One of the interesting things is there's going to be a variety of activities and fun says speakers, food, music, games, prizes, and more. And uh, there's going to be an essay contest. I want to talk about the essay contest in a minute. Uh, the essay contest is for high school kids. So the, 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 at the same time you mentioned high school kids, right away people say, well, how about freshmen in college? Well, how about eighth graders? No, uh, let me just pull both ears with both hands and stretch them out so you catch the full meal deal. It's for high school kids, right? And uh, so the, all the, uh, the rules for the essay contest and how to apply, how to get in on it, is S, go to this website, syrepublicanwomen.com. You got that? So here's the deal. Uh, let me go down here a little bit and... Uh, so you can uh, apply, and uh, here's the cool thing. So there's there's a pr cash prizes, and you can win. The first prize is $500, and then it goes down from there. And uh, But there's a lot of money to be won here, and probably some other prizes as well. I'm just trying to look and see if I can find the prizes. Okay, here we go. I think this is it. Boom, here we go. Okay, first prize 500, second prize 300, third prize 200. Grades 9, 10, 11, 12. I didn't say 13, I didn't say 8, I didn't say 7. I didn't say just out of high school. I said 9, 10, 11, 12 currently, right? So, figure that out yourself and uh just uh So here's the deal. All the uh, high schools in Yuba and Sutter County have been contacted <clears throat> because this is a Sutter Yuba event. And uh, Marysville Unified School District, which has a number of high schools in it, like Marysville, Lindhurst, et cetera, and char charter schools and uh, continuation schools, stuff like that. Uh, they initially said, oh, we don't want to do that. And they didn't really give much of a reason. Then finally they gave a reason that it's because it had the word conservative somewhere on the flyer. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if any of their sex ed material has anything on it like that is liberal 
right? Not just says it's liberal, but is liberal or has the words like Planned Parenthood on it. Or any other type of information that's pornographic in their libraries uh, that talks about gender issues and how it has things like LGBTYXYOMZ, right? Has anything like that. So the the big event of the, the information to go to the students to see whether they want to uh, embrace the Constitution a little bit, study a part of it, and talk and do an essay on it. The big event was the Constitution. So whether the gay lesbian people are pushing the Constitution or the Dem- Democrats are pushing the Constitution or whatever, uh, the big event is that the Constitution is is the deal. Like So whether you're a communist whether you're a libertarian, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, the big event of this essay is not any of those things. It's just simply the Constitution. And the, the government of the United States says that we're supposed to teach the Constitution in our government schools. By the way, they're not public schools, so let's, let's eliminate the word P-U-B-L-I-C out of our vernacular when we talk about our schools because really parents— have very little to do with the schools except producing the person that's actually going to the school. So uh, this week, after being posted in the media and on Facebook and around the community that the Marysville Joint Unified School District, which is primarily all of Yuba County, uh, after they decided not to do it, they decided maybe they would change their mind and uh, have it and, and distribute it anyway. So the fascinating thing is, uh, and, and again, their their issue was, oh, you can't use the word conservative. Now, you know, in, in California now, it's almost illegal to not be liberal. You can't be a lib- You can't be a non-liberal. You've got to be liberal here if you live here. In other words, if that said liberal on it, I think they would have ran it, even though they said they they have to be nonpartisan. But the schooling is not nonpartisan, right? They teach climate change. They teach evolution, things that aren't have no science backing at all. And so uh, and they embraced they're still embracing covid, which has absolutely been revealed to be a total fraud now. And. Uh, so, but but uh, Jay Trujillo, who's in charge of curriculum, uh, talked to the head of the Republican women, and it was very kind to her, I understand. I didn't listen to the phone call, but she said it went very well. He was very kind. The interesting thing is two, two or three or four of the ladies or people went to the board meeting Tuesday night, last Tuesday night, to thank them and to just share a little bit about the deal. And again, they weren't on the agenda. So you know how it is in a school board meeting or a city council meeting, a supervisor meeting, there's a place that anybody can talk about anything at the front of the meeting for a very limited period of time. And that's all they wanted to do. So they went to maybe speak for two or three minutes. Usually the limit is three minutes. I used to be on the school board. 
And instead of they they submitted their cards, very non-controversial. They just wanted to say, thank you very much. This is what we're doing. This is who we are. We're behind this. Da, da, da. We live in a community. Da, da, da. So two and a half hours later, as the people that took their time to come over and we're just going to say, how do you do? And thank you very much. Two and a half hours later, they thought, you know, we got to get up in the morning. We got to go to work, right? School board members are there for however many hours it takes because they uh, said, we want to be your school board leader and we will sit in those meetings until we get the job done. And all the rest of those people are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to sit there. So it is an insult Mr. Trujillo and all the rest of y'all to harass and put off and jerk people around that are working every day and getting up every morning and they take their evening out to come over and just make a couple comments and to jerk them around and to not allow them to speak right in the front for like three minutes is just absolutely rude and off the charts, and that's the reason you're in big trouble in the school system with the general person that has their kids in school or people like me who I haven't had a kid in the school for decades, and I'm still paying for you to be a snot. That's just the way it is. You want to call me? Here's my number, 530-713-1838, and I'm not going to put you off for four hours. I will call you as soon as you call me. If you want to call me, I am not going to waste a dial over to your place. But as far as I'm concerned, you guys are rude and you're arrogant. And that is why people are totally pissed at you. And I'm okay, Mr. Trujillo, with any language you want to use. I'm okay with that. So, um, Anyway, that's what happened this week, and it sounds like the essay contest is going to go forward. It was going to go forward with or without Marisla Joint Unified and and with their some of their kids involved because they could do whatever they want. You know, the, the school district does not own the kids. They think they do, but those kids can walk. In fact, a lot of them already have walked. They've left the school system because they're sick of it, right? They're, they, it's a lousy education. It takes all of your time. You have to jump through all the hoops, like getting jabbed, having things stuck up your nose, wearing masks, total things that absolutely, to a real thinking person, are comical, just absolutely comical. In fact, the entire fraud of COVID uh, for the school system they went along with, you know why they went along with it? Had nothing to do with protecting kids. They went along with it because they're getting millions and millions of dollars and screw the kids. In fact, if they had to send all the kids to camps and lock them up somewhere, they would have done that. They care nothing about kids, the, the school system, the government school system, care nothing about kids. They care about getting their check every, every month. That's what they care about. And they care about how little they have to work. They get paid, they're way overpaid, and their outcome is horrible. They're some of the worst educators in the world. So uh, let's move on. So Kevin Kiley, who is our uh, assemblyman, yes, I know, uh, our assemblyman really on paper 
is um, what's his name? Gallagher. But Kevin Kiley is the one throughout the North state that's actually doing anything. So Kevin Kiley posted a blog. It's called the California reshuffle. And uh, it says the LA public health is offering free COVID tests for pets and the New York Times is encouraging masks to stop monkeypox. They just can't let go, he says. Such nonstop nonsense has brought the California exodus to a breaking point. New IRS data shows we just lost 260,000 taxpayers to other states, forfeiting twice as much revenue as any prior year. Clearly, he says this is not sustainable. Now, this is the first time that I'd seen uh, he gets reports that I don't get. And I appreciated the fact that he shared this, that it's IRS data. It's not his data. It's not state data. It's IRS data tracking where taxpayers are going because they know where they're going because of uh, relocating and um, and and where their, their money's flowing in from. So, so we... 260,000 taxpayers have gone to other states. But the same report, he says, uh, revealed migration patterns within California. Just as people are leaving the lockdown state of California, according to Kylie, uh, there are certain counties that people are fleeing from uh, to other counties in California. And he lists uh, those counties, and I'm going to read them to you. These are counties that have more freedom than the average county uh, in California. And they're primarily all, uh, actually, they aren't primarily all. They all, say it very simply, they all are in Northern California. And I'm going I'm to give them to you. Now, this doesn't mean the supervisors uh, made it so. They actually shut down, many of these counties shut down everything, just like other s supervisors did. But many in many of these counties, people rose up. And took their freedom back. So these counties are Butte, Colusa, Del Norte, El Dorado, Glen, Lassen, Modoc, Orange. That's in Southern California. There, there's some radical folks down there, friends of ours here. Placer, San Luis Obispo. That's also considered the South. But all the rest of these, including the last four, Shasta, Siskiyou, Sutter, Yuba, are in the North. So just two of the 10 or 12 were in the South, with Orange being the farther South. Now, in Orange, they, they uh, well, I can't get into all the details of what they did, but they withstood the supervisors. At one meeting, there were over 1,000 people showed up. I want, uh, I want you to just imagine what 1,000 people would look like or just 100 people would look like in your supervisor's meeting. Now, the supervisors up here in Yuba Sutter have resisted. They have, uh, in fact, recently, uh, the Sutter County supervisors did the exact same thing that the Marysville Joint Unified School District, where they had a bunch of people come in to the supervisors meeting to talk about we didn't want Measure A to go on the ballot, which was to increase sales tax by 1%. And instead of letting them speak first and go home, because it was at the end of the day, not at night, but at the end of the day when people had to go home, make dinner, uh, be there for the kids, all the things you have to do sort of at the late part of the day. They postponed their speaking, pushed them to the back. They both, they filibustered the front end of the meeting and, and rudely 
pushed them off for three hours, and many of the people had to leave. That that is uh, when when it's interesting that when people run for office, they say, "Oh, we're going to have an open door." Oh, well, you can you can come to me anytime. Do you know that the head of the uh, Republican women wrote all all I think there's seven uh, school officials trustees wrote them about the essay contest. Not one trustee responded by phone call, text, uh, email, any such device, uh, sent a runner, smoke signal, uh, started a rumor. They didn't do anything. They just simply uh, disrespected her. You know something, people? People just, when they think of politicians today, they start having a gag reflex. They want to vomit. You ever had that gag reflex where you have, you have some stomach bile boil up in your throat and burn the back of your throat? That's how people feel about politicians today who are so incredibly arrogant. You ever walked into a room and smelled B.O. really bad? That's what people smell. They can smell the arrogance. They can smell the arrogance as they backslap each other and uh, do things for each other and, and congratulate each other and ignore the public that has come there to speak to them as if they have the right to just let them wait there all day, all night, all day, all night, all day, all night, and just screw them. That's exactly what you have going on. And you cannot point to Sacramento or point to uh, the federal government. Everything that's going on corrupt at the federal and state level is going on right here. Everything. We got got, uh, supervisors that are doing illegal activity. We got supervisors that are ripping off the government like uh, Dirty Dan Flores, ripping off the the government any chance he can, trying to get his hands in the till any chance he can, trying to get loans he's not entitled to, selling broke businesses, selling failing businesses and having the government buy them from him. Unbelievable. Is the government a culprit in it? Yeah, they're stupid. They're stupid and they're culprits in the same thing. They're colluding, giving away tax dollars to Dirty Dan Flores. Then the latest thing I heard is they're, they're guys are, these guys are growing marijuana in Sutter County and, and the code enforcement's not even dealing with it. How come? This is what people are sick of. You know, you have insider trading in Washington. They make a decision about a stock and then uh, before it gets out in the news, they, they trade and buy or sell that stock to make a lot of money. Same thing goes on right here in Sutter County and Yuba County. Supervisors buying and selling to benefit them depending on the decisions they make as a supervisor. People, we need to take control. It's up to you. I'm going to talk more about Measure A in just a minute, but we're going to take a break here for our second second of uh, six segments. Be right back. Trump do in response to Russia's aggression? 
Well, first of all, it's not only Russia. We have problems with North Korea where they actually have nuclear weapons. You know, nobody talks about it. We talk about Iran. As far as Ukraine is concerned, we have a group of people and a group of countries, including Germany, tremendous economic behemoth. Why are we always doing the work? We have countries that are surrounding the Ukraine that aren't doing anything. They say, keep going, keep going, you dummies. Keep going, protect us. We can't continue to be the policemen of the world. We owe $19 trillion. We have a country that's going to hell. We have an infrastructure that's falling apart, our roads, our bridges, our schools, our airports. And we have to start investing money in our country. Poverty used to mean hunger and inadequate clothing to protect you against the elements as well as long hours of grinding labor to try to make ends meet. But today, most of the people living below the official poverty line not only have enough food, they are actually slightly more likely than others to be overweight. Ordinary clothing is so plentiful that young hoodlums fight over designer clothes or fancy sneakers. As for work, there is less of that in lower-income households today than among the affluent. Most of today's poor have color TV and microwave ovens. Poverty in the old physical sense is nowhere near as widespread as it once was. Yet life at the bottom is no picnic and is too often a nightmare. A recently published book titled Life at the Bottom paints a brilliantly insightful but very painful picture of the underclass, its emptiness, agonies, violence, and moral squalor. This book is about a British underclass neighborhood where its author, Theodore Dalrymple, works as a doctor. That may, in fact, make its message easier for many Americans to understand and accept. Most of the people that Dalrymple writes about are white, so it may be possible at last to take an honest look at the causes and consequences of an underclass lifestyle without fear of being called racist. The people who are doing the same socially destructive and self-destructive things that are being done in underclass neighborhoods in the United States cannot claim that it is because their ancestors were enslaved or because they face racial discrimination. Once those cop-outs are out of the way, maybe we can face reality and even talk sense about how things became such a mess and such a horror. As an emergency room physician, Theodore Dalrymple treats youngsters who have been beaten up so badly that they require medical attention because they try to do well in school. When that happens in American ghettos, the victims have been accused of acting white by trying to get an education. On the other side of the Atlantic, both the victims and the hoodlums are white. The British underclass neighborhood in which Dalrymple works, like its American counterpart, features what he calls the kind of ferocious young egotist to whom I would give a wide berth in the broadest daylight. He sees also the destruction of the strong family ties that alone made emergence from poverty possible for large numbers of people. Dalrymple's own father was born in a slum, but in a very different social setting from that of today's underclass. For one thing, his father received a real education. The textbooks from which he was taught would be considered too tough in today's era of dumbed-down education. Dalrymple's father was given the tools to rise out of poverty, while today's underclass is not only denied those tools, but receives excuses for remaining in poverty, and ideologies blaming their plight on others, whom they are encouraged to envy and resent.
The net result is an underclass generation that has trouble spelling simple words or doing elementary arithmetic, and which has no intention of developing job skills. By having their physical needs taken care of by the welfare state, as if they were livestock, the underclass are left with a life emptied of meaning, as Dalrymple says, since they cannot even take pride in providing their own food and shelter, as generations before them did. Worse, they are left with no sense of responsibility in a non-judgmental world. Some educators, intellectuals, and others may imagine that they are being friends of the poor by excusing or understanding their self-destructive behavior and encouraging a paranoid view of the larger world around them. But the most important thing anyone can do for the poor is to help them get out of poverty, as Dalrymple's father was helped by those who taught him and held him to standards, treating him as a responsible human being, not livestock. No summary can do justice to the vivid examples and penetrating insights in Life at the Bottom. It needs to be read with the understanding that its story is also our story. We're here for our third segment, and uh, let me mention a couple people that are helping me stay on the air here, and that's Allen's Auto Body at Tea Garden at Sutter in Yuba City. They will repair your car if you get into a little fender bender or, or do something weird to it. I've done a lot of weird things. Wind blows my door open, bends it or something. Stuff happens. The windows get knocked out. Anyway, uh, Allen's Auto Body, that's Kevin and Kerry Clark. They will fix your car up looking like new better better than it was before you got in a crash and you can reach them at 530-671-1057 allen's auto body when you drive up close to it it's bright yellow canary yellow at the corner of tea garden and sutter and just just down the street almost you could throw a baseball and almost hit her door is nelly garcia at north valley paralegal at 751 sutter street in yuba city you can reach her at 530-751-9289. I was asked uh, by a guy, fellow guy on the radio the other day, said, oh, my friend has these legal issues and they're looking for a good attorney he can trust and not going to rip them off. I said, forget the attorney, just call Nellie Garcia because she can do what he described he needed. And uh, so he said, oh, Lou, last week he said, Lou, thank you so much for giving that referral. The guy's all connected and she's helping him big time. So whatever your legal need is there, there's very few things that you have to go to a full-blown attorney for, uh, but uh, the paralegal can do it better, faster, cheaper, and with Nelly Garcia, you're going to get a great lady to do it for you, 530-751-9289, and again, Allen's Auto Body, 530-671-1057, Tea Garden and Sutter, and 751 Sutter for North Valley Paralegal. paralegal. Go there and, and get some help. Now, I wanted to mention to you, um, we have uh, all these counties throughout California going broke. And the reason they're going broke, the, the real reason, is they make decisions uh, to take care of the employee unions, and the employee unions take care of the, the supervisors. So they make sure the supervisors that they want get voted in, 
And then the, the supervisors turn around and give them the salaries that they want. And they, they, there's another thing in California that we have called CalPERS, and it's a corrupt pension plan. And different than a 401k, or if you put money aside in real estate or whatever, and if you do good and the, the country stays solid, then you'll have a certain amount of money. No guarantees, but you'll have a certain amount of money you can draw from, uh, hopefully, to the end of your life. But the way they design the the uh, public pension uh, program is that if you go to work for the county, they will pay you well while you work for the county. You'll have a Cadillac pension plan. You'll have a Cadillac health plan. You'll have the best pay in the area for your job. And then they will pay you until you drop dead after you quit. And it, it doesn't matter. You could live for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years after you retire. And they will continue to pay you sometimes up to 90% of your highest year's pay. Now, here's the problem. If we end up with three or four, I'm just going to use sheriffs as an example. You pay for one sheriff. You're paying him to be the sheriff right now in real time. But you're also paying for every sheriff that ever was sheriff of, of your county that's still living. So you could be paying for four sheriffs. Now, that's impossible to do. Uh, because it's going to break the budget because today's budget's got to pay for the current sheriff and all the sheriffs that ever served in Sutter County, for instance. It's a bad system. There's no way that it can be sustained. And the CalPERS is corrupt itself. It's run by the unions. It's not designed to make a profit because it's just like government. It, it's just always compromising. They always say, well, we can make we can make it if we make and we can cover all these pensions if we make seven and a half percent profit every year or increase uh, the value of our uh, of our investments by seven and a half percent. But they never have done that. It's more like two percent or two and a half percent. So, um, in fact, on this uh, at, at towards the end of this talk today, you're going to hear Stanford University professor of finance. Uh, and he's also on the Hoover Commission think tank talk about this exact topic. So I'm not going to spend any more on it. It's just broken and it needs to stop. So when you go to uh, I'm going to I'm going to just I got some uh, I usually go to Transparent California dot uh, org. And uh, but but the 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 most recent salaries are 2020 on transparentcalifornia.org. And every year, these salaries have automatic raises. So I went to another website, and it's, a, it's uh, called, hold on, Government Compensation in California. It's called Government Co Co uh, Compensation in California. It's a title. It's actually put out by Betty Yee. She's the California State Controller, and she keeps a list of everyone that works in the state and what they're being paid on a particular time. So uh, if you go to, I don't, I can't give you the whole website address, but if you go to publicpay.ca.gov and then you, you work your way to reports and counties and then pull in your county and you can pull up what people are getting paid in 2021, which is a little closer since we're in 2022. And so I'm just looking at the top salaries in the county. These salaries, this is what you want. they want 1%, another 1% for. In Sutter County, we have a mental health facility. They call it behavioral health nowadays. And in the Transparent California 
uh, list on 2020, I think they had four psychiatrists listed. But in the uh, Betty Yee, who is the controller of the state of California, she has us listed as six psychiatrists at Behavioral Health. And without getting into all the, the details, I'm just going to, I added them up. For the six psychiatrists to have them waiting there for people that need help, it's costing us $2.4 million a year for six psychiatrists. Now, do you think the average psychiatrist makes this kind of money? Like the top paid psychiatrist at Behavioral Health makes uh, a little over $600,000. The next highest is 424000 thousand the next highest is uh about exactly four hundred and five thousand the next psychiatrist is a three hundred and twenty two thousand now do you think it's worth paying those to have them waiting over there for people that think they're having a bad day wouldn't it be cheaper if we just subcontract all our people that needed psychiatric help if they couldn't afford it themselves maybe you would have some sort of financial scale and if they were under a certain income then the county would pay for them to go see a psychiatrist somewhere that would be a lot cheaper than having psychiatrists at 2.4 million dollars for six psychiatrists to work over at uh at behavioral health now then you have uh you also have other highly paid uh psychiatric nurses that are ma- being uh paid like almost a couple hundred thousand dollars a year I have never in my life, I've been raised up in here. That's a a bi-county operation over there. I have never heard people say, I'm so thankful we have behavioral health because they're such a wonderful organization. I just hear everything the opposite. It's a disaster. It's horrible service. In fact, since COVID started and now, they used to have what I would consider a decent, before COVID, they had a decent uh, outreach to addicts. Now it's a fiasco. It's like a, it's like, a, uh, to get into a rehab, to get government money to help you get into a rehab. It's like applying to go to, uh, uh, applying and, and qualifying to get into UC Berkeley. It's unbelievable. You got to call in on one day and then have an interview on the phone. And then if you qualify on the interview on the phone, then you can come over there and you can have a physical interview where you're looking at a person. And then if that qualifies, then you can go get a health test uh, and, and get your health checked over. And I don't know whether it's a TB or tetanus or one of the T tests. You got to have that done and you got to wait for that to come back. Then you got to go. Now, we're talking about people that are living on the streets. Some of them are not in their right mind. Some of them uh, do not have shoes on. Some of them, they have, they have no way to get to mental health. They have no way to get there because the transportation is so crummy here. Usually addicts that are in trouble uh, have no transportation or they've lost their license and they can't drive or they don't have a car or this or that or another. Instead of going, and if they're really serious about getting people off the streets, you think they would go and they would send somebody to get that person and bring them over, right, if they qualify. Do you need a ride? We're coming for you. You want to get off the streets? You're addicted to opiates. You're addicted to fentanyl. You're addicted to meth. We, where are you? We will come for you. You want a ride? We will come for you. We'll send one of our assistants to pick you up and bring you here. And then we'll take you over and get your test. Do you, do you know that I just didn't think this up? This, this approach is being done by counties that we actually are connected to 
in Nevada County, just above us in Yuba County and, and Placer County, they actually have teams that scoop people up that are serious and want help, and they go get them and bring them in and get, get them their interviews, get them their drug tests, or get them their uh, health tests, and get them qualified to go into a rehab. I could go on and on and on. We have we have scores and scores. We have over 100 people that are making over $100,000 a year. Why would you pay or, or vote yes on Measure A to increase our taxes when you're making you're on a limited income you make a thousand dollars a month there's you can hardly pay your rent and pay your utilities right why would you do that why would you if you're only making two thousand dollars a month three thousand dollars a month four thousand dollars we have hundreds of people that are making ten to twenty thousand dollars a month in the government and many of them only work 11 months out of the year. Do you know, you know that? I haven't done the math on these psychiatrists to think how much it's costing us per hour to actually have them in the building, in the building, actually working, actually producing and saving somebody's life, saving someone's mental health. With all the time off, all the federal holidays, state holidays, county holidays, and 12, 12 weeks of vacation a month, or four weeks of vacation entirely a month. They're really just working 11 months of the year. It's absolutely crazy. The fact that they're asking this money with a straight face and everybody's making 100 200 300 we got cops I, I i i thank god for cops i think it's the most stressful job in in the in the uh the county but quarter of a million dollars they ain't worth it it's just like oh well they said they were going to pay us that okay i'm saying that we shouldn't pay us that and uh, if you want to find a job somewhere else go find a job somewhere else this is america we need to run the government like we run the private sector and subcontract stuff out and get a better deal on it. And we need to get out from underpaying people's pensions after they leave. When they leave, they should take their pension, whatever they paid into it, and take it with them wherever they're going. Whether they're going to go to the private sector or go to another county, and they should be able to take their, their whatever they got set aside for their pension. And, and the taxpayers of Sutter County or Yuba County or whatever county should not be obligated to continue to pay into something for somebody that 10 years ago or five years ago or 12 months ago was working for the county. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. And you ain't, there's no way you can take on and debate that in a public setting and be honest about it and not sound totally off your rocker. Totally off your rocker. So anyway, let me get back down here to some of the other things we're going to talk about today. But you can look at that at publicpay.ca.gov and then backslash reports, backslash counties. And then you can go pick your county and go look at it. It's it's actually that's Betty Yee. That's a state of California website. And it's uh, more current than. Uh, than Transparent California. Chris Ann Hall, constitutional attorney. She does not teach in college. She teaches directly to people all over the United States. She's been in the Yuba Sutter area a number of times. We tried to get her to move here, but she's happy to stay in Florida. She says, our constitution establishes strict limits on federal power. The USDA, the EPA, the FDA, the ATF, the FFA, and 95% of executive agencies are completely 
unconstitutional and based upon undelegated pretended power. That's the Constitution, folks. Now, if you want to just say, well, we're screwed. This has been the way it is forever and ever, ever. I'm talking about United States uh, Department of Agriculture, Environmental Protection Agency, uh, Food and Drug Agency, Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, on and on and on. These agencies are unnecessary and we don't need them. If the state wants to do something like that, fine, the state can vote on it. But these are all extracurricular activities according to the Constitution. Now, uh, this is related to America, but it's in Canada. It says, arrest the feds. Saskatchewan minister Jeremy Cockrell has sent a warning to the Trudeau government that officers sent by Ottawa, that's the state, Ottawa or the province. So the Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan minister Jeremy Cockrell, Cockrell sent a warning to the president of Canada, essentially prime minister Trudeau, that if any of his officers come from Ottawa, they'll be arrested if they trespass on farmland to test nitrogen levels. Now, what's going on is that there's a takeover of farmland all over the world. And uh, if you'll notice, Gates is buying up farmland. China's buying up our farmland. And sheriffs are going and showing up, and they want to measure the amount of nitrogen levels. The fact is they have no right to trespass on private property and test anything. Screw them. So this is, uh, Chris Ann Hall says, this is how American sheriffs should handle the Fed, the FDA, the USDA, and the EPA. It's just say, you, you don't belong here. It's the same way that some sheriffs are telling the uh, FBI. You have no right to look at our concealed weapons permits, permit uh, paperwork on people's lives. You ain't going to do that here. They're telling the FBI in many states, not in California, but now in Missouri, they're having it out down there. And American sheriffs need to stand up and just say, get out of our state. The federal government does not run the United States of America. Do you got that? That's what the Constitution said. The state runs the state. And they do not have overrule power in, in all of our lives. So it says, Chris Ann, there's a question to Chris Ann, says, Chris Ann, where do the feds get the authority to forgive student loans? Chris Ann says, show me where the feds get the authority to give the student loans in the first place. Now, unless you're going to stand up and vote people out of office, they can't do that. You say, well, they did it anyway, Lou. Well, somebody said the other day, how come they're not arresting all these people that did this stuff with COVID? And, and one of my friends who sends me a lot of information answered that question. Uh, somebody else asked him that. How come they aren't arresting all these people like Fauci? Because we're not in control. We're, it's out of control. People that we elected, you think, where's Doug LaMalfa? He's our representative for Congress. I don't even know whether he actually goes to work back there. Maybe he just stays out in Richville. I never hear from him. You hear from like... Uh, his same his fellow employees from Colorado and Georgia 
and all other states, you hear him, you see him stand up on the floor of the Senate, uh, but you never see him. Where is he? How come he doesn't throw down? How come he doesn't do anything? Doug LaMalfa, we pay him the same as uh, Lauren Boebert from Colorado and uh, all these other people. Do you think Kevin McCarthy? Where's Kevin McCarthy? The, Kevin McCarthy is, uh, he's a liar. He's a cheater on his wife. Uh, he's just like the head of the Senate who's married to a Chinese. And as soon as he retires, he'll be closer to the Chinese than he will be to America. In fact, they're liable to move over there. Mitchell. So it's up to you. Are you going to stand up and just let them? Oh, well, the, the government has a right to come in and, you know, they just raided an Amish farmer. He's an organic farmer, and they're telling him he can't sell meat. His, he can't sell his beef because he's totally off the grid. He's got a private membership association, and he has his customers that just deal with him. He doesn't just let you have to join. So he doesn't have to put up with all the nonsense of all these alphabet soup of agencies. And now they're going after and they're trying to arrest him. He's an Amish farmer who has organic beef, organic everything. And now they're trying to throw him out of business. Now, when we come back, I'm going to talk about government charity that Chris Ann Hall dials in. She's a constitutional. Listen, the Constitution, the governor of the state does not call the shots. Your, your local assemblyman does not call the shots. It's the Constitution that, that we're following. So we'll be right back here, and uh, we got a half a show to go. Here. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. My, 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 my music hits me so hard. Makes me say, Basically, what they're telling us is you are an enemy of the state if you dare to oppose or even question the president, his administration, or his policies. Shut up, step back, fall in line, or we're coming after you. So the question I ask myself is, what are they so afraid of? They're afraid of us. Now, I've got to believe that Thomas Jefferson was thinking about these cowardly, fearful leaders when they wrote in the Declaration of Independence that governments are instituted among men and that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it's the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute a new government. A government of the people, by the people, and for the people. This is what scares them. And this is what empowers us. We are being told that we must stop eating beef because the methane produced by cattle burps and farts is accelerating global warming. So let's look at the science. Mass balance calculations take into account material being added, exchanged, and lost during natural processes. And Australian geologist Ian Plymer breaks down this science in Eat Beef, Save the Planet. Grass, along with most plant life, consumes carbon dioxide from the air as food. The more CO2, the greener the environment. So the theory that CO2 levels are hurting the environment is flawed from the start. 
But for the sake of argument, we can examine the science and see if cow farts actually are increasing CO2 levels in the atmosphere. The grass consumes CO2 from the air, and when it dies, methane is released, which quickly separates into CO2 and water vapor. When the grass is eaten by cattle, this carbon is recycled in various ways. Cattle waste fertilizes the grass with some of this carbon, and the rest is stored in meat, milk, blood, intestines, bones, and skin. Thanks to the cattle, carbon is taken from the grass and used as fertilizer, stored in leather goods, and consumed as food, where most of it stays with the body until death. And so the processes of meat production and consumption actually removes carbon from the atmosphere and recycles it elsewhere. Humans, cattle, and grass are all parts of the same natural ecosystem, and carbon is the building block. The entire anti-meat agenda is built upon lies. Grass-fed beef is so nutritious that an all-beef diet has become a very popular choice for people cleansing and healing from several ailments and disease. Humans are omnivores, and that means we have the ability to survive on both plants and animals. Our teeth are able to cut and masticate animal flesh, and we have the digestive enzyme trypsin for breaking down meat, which has allowed the human brain to grow larger over time, allows us to grow stronger and operate more efficiently. Many people eat vegetarian diets because they believe that eating meat is immoral. This argument is taught like a religion, with the main rule being don't eat anything with a face, which doesn't make any sense. What about the millions of microorganisms we consume in a single glass of water? Do they not deserve the same respect? Experiments with plants and vegetables show how they feel pain and recognize the person who hurt them. Do they not deserve the same respect simply because they have no face? A simple law of the physical natural world is that life is sustained by life. Every living thing sustains its own life by consuming other living things. This is true of the carnivore, the omnivore, and the vegan. The moral argument of veganism is just another ego trip. Many are learning veganism from modern yoga teachers, as if it were an ancient religion. But this is a myth. The cow was sacred in traditional yoga because it sustained life. Vegetarianism was only promoted among the lower castes so that enough meat was available to the warrior and priest classes. And that's all that's happening today. The all-powerful 0.1% want us lower castes to eat bugs while they save the best for themselves. But it's even worse than that. They want us all to get sick and die. In an evaluation of edible insects and the transmission of parasitic diseases, one-third of all insects studied were found to be pathogenic to humans. And most insects contain chitin, which is a modified polysaccharide present in most insects and absent in all mammals. We cannot digest it, and it is known to cause several health issues with humans who consume it, including respiratory issues and the accelerated growth of cancer cells. The real problem isn't beef consumption, it's factory farming, and we can solve this by incentivizing local grass-fed cattle farming. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
All right, so uh, let me go up here and just remind you of a couple people that are helping me. And uh, Peachtree Health, Dr. Joe Cassidy, we're working on getting people uh, into rehabs and keeping them from overdosing and dying. Dr. Joe Cassidy, and he works at Peachtree Health. And uh, you can reach him at uh, 530-749-3242, 530-749-3242. And uh, that's an auto attendant that starts off before you get to talk to somebody. But when you get to somebody, say you want to talk to Cassidy, and when they say why, tell them you want to get there uh, and, and get some help with addiction, your name and addiction. If there's some problem with making the appointment, then I'm going to give you Cassidy's direct number. Text him during the day. Please text during the day, not at night, or don't blow up his phone uh, on a verbal, okay? Dr. Joe Cassidy's 530-682-8648, 682-8648. And uh, if all else fails, uh, again, if you text him, just text him your name and say addiction. If you want me, I will solve the whole thing. If all else fails, just dial me up at 530-713-1838. You can dial or text. doesn't make any difference to me any day of the week. 530-713-1838. We want to help people. Any kind of addiction you got, from cigarettes to fentanyl, and we can help you get off. We'll figure out what's wrong. We'll look. Dr. Cassidy will give you a once-over physically. Find out what way we can uniquely assist you to get free from addiction again. And uh, so uh, make that call. The other people I want to mention is a Thrifty Rooter. And uh, the other day, my friend said, hey, Lou, can you give me a couple numbers? I heard you advertising these folks on the radio or on the podcast, whatever. And can you give me them again? I gave them to them. They ended up thrifty rooter was one that showed up in 15 minutes. I thought, man, that's almost as fast as an ambulance shows up. So thrifty rooter is five, three, zero, six, seven, three, eight, two, zero, one, five, three, zero, six, seven, three, eight, two, zero, one. They have dispatchers there waiting for your call. Thrifty rooter has been here since, I don't know, about 50 years. The Artemico family has been running all that time. They're amazing. And they're honest, they're good people, and they will take care of you and, and be fair with you. And any type of plumbing needs for if you're hooking into the city sewer, you got a problem there, or you're coming off from uh, a, a government water system, they can help you there. If you have a septic system, you, your tank's goofed up, they can help you there. They can even help solve probably something that has to do with a pump system as well and may hand it off to a, uh, one of their co-workers that does pumps, but they will fix whatever. They can put new toilets in. They can put a new hot water, in, hot water heater in to cut down their usage of water or electricity or gas. They can make it happen. So go to their website to find out all the things they do at thriftyrooter.net, and, and then you can actually communicate with them right off that platform by sending them a message. And uh, or you could call them at five, three, zero, six, seven, three, eight, two, zero, one old style. So uh, I was talking about Chris Ann Hall, who is a constitutional attorney, and uh, she wrote this as a situation where. Uh, she, as I mentioned before, she was talking about. Uh, this Saskatchewan minister, Jeremy Cockrell, sent a warning to the Trudeau government that officers sent by Ottawa, 
The Ottawa province will be arrested if they continue to trespass on farmland to test nitrogen levels. Now, listen, if the government wants to be into all this global warming and whatever philosophy they want to be in, that's fine. But people have rights with their property and the sheriff of Canada and certainly the sheriffs of every county over 3000 counties in California or sorry, in uh, 58 counties in California over, I think 3,100 counties in the United States of America, the American sheriffs have a constitutional right to defend and protect the rights, the constitutional rights of their citizens or constituents. And so she says, this is how American sheriffs should handle the fed the FDA, the USDA, and the EPA. Now, I mentioned, uh, I think I may have mentioned earlier, but if not now, the uh, I was going to cut an article out on this, but I watched a clip that was sent to me by a friend. An Amish farmer now has been pursued who raises all organic. He does not use any gasoline. He does not use a lot of things. I don't know they use electricity, regular electricity. He might be off the grid. And uh, because he isn't connected to the government, the government has uh, few hooks to hook into him. For instance, if he's a private members association or what they call a PMA, where you belong to his uh, farming enterprise— and therefore, you could buy from it. In other words, just anybody can't buy from it. And he's got organic beef, organic eggs, organic chickens, organic, organic, organic. Uh, then the government cannot regulate that. It's 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 like a private club. And so the government is trying to uh, put him in jail. Isn't that amazing? The FBI, the FBI visited him. Remember when the FBI used to arrest the mafia? and arrest bank robbers and pedophiles, right? People that were doing child trafficking. They gave all that up, right? And now they're coming after uh, parents, moms and dads that are at school board meetings. They're coming after ex-presidents of the United States uh, because they have documents at home that every president has, right? Every single president has taken documents home, but now they got to come after President Trump, right? So that's what the FBI does. The FBI now is the corrupt. You remember the KGB with the Russians? It would come out and set up people, um, intimidate people, arrest people, torture people, kill people. That's what our FBI is now. They are corrupt. They're dirty. They're, you have the criminals, and then you have the criminals in government. Same, same. So it says, this is how American sheriffs should handle, uh, Chris Ann Hall says, the federal government. The federal government does not have rights to come in and bother your, bother you in a state. You remember, it's the United States of America. This isn't England. The states came together and decided to band together for certain uh, protect, protect, protective purposes, like to keep out foreign invaders, etc., not to have the federal government manage anything they want about your local local community. So there's a question put out to Chris Ann Hall, and the question is, Chris Ann, what, where do the feds get the authority to forgive student loans? Her response is, well, show me where the feds get the authority to give student loans. Again, you say, well, Lou, can they just do whatever they want? Yep. 
unless we have representatives that will stand up against them. Now, we just went through two, two to three years of COVID. We elected 10 supervisors who, who did not, they not only did not defend their constitutional requirements, the mandate to defend the Constitution, they didn't protect their constituents. In fact, they joined with the federal government to ruin people's lives, that local deal. And people are just going along with it. People say, why don't these people get arrested? Yeah, I have the same question. Why don't the sheriffs arrest the supervisors? They're the ones that did this. Why don't the sheriffs and the DA arrest uh, Fauci? We gave them evidence, but you know what they said? Well, it's above our pay grade. You can go to libertyfirstsociety.com if you want to learn something about the Constitution. Your kids should learn there, too. She has... Training for everybody, Chris Ann Hall, libertyfirstsociety.com. Now, let me let me read to you what she says about government charity. I, I put the title on it called Government Charity. Chris Ann Hall says, it's interesting that throughout all of history, and she said, I've studied over 1,000 years of it, government power grows the fastest and greatest through the mechanism of government generosity. The mechanism always operates by unjustly enriching some at the expense of others. Now, when I when they say that, you know what I think? Welfare. They take money from me. They take my tax money. And they go pay for other people to buy food and clothes and pay for the utilities. Or they'll pay for an abortion. Or, 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 or. Right? Government generosity. They take my money by force. They don't tell me what they're going to spend it on. They don't follow the Constitution anymore. Why don't they do that? Because we can't get enough of them to quit doing what they're not supposed to be doing. Do they say, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to change this. Oh, yeah, I've had I voted for so many. Suits. Oh, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to cut expenses. You know, we're not going to grow government. And they just keep on doing crazy stuff. So Chris Ann goes on and says, people throughout history tend to only get upset by the government growth that unjustly enriches others at their expense, like I just described to you. How much simpler and fairer a government would be if we just understood that government doesn't lawfully possess an authority to be generous to anyone? Do you realize that two brothers called the Bartholomew brothers from Wheatland, their dad was in the military at Beale Air Force Base, career, they're patriots. They went up and stood on an overpass over Highway 70. They didn't block traffic. And they held a sign. They held a uh, like a sheet, and it said uh, taxes, taxation is theft or something that deal. The Yuba County Sheriff's Department arrested them, and the Yuba County DA prosecuted them. And they even hired an attorney, and the judge ruled against them that they couldn't put, hang that up. Taxation equals theft. It's actually worse than theft. Theft. Taxation is robbery. Taxation is robbery. It's it's theft is when somebody steals something off your property and you're not around. Theft, robbery is when they hold a gun to your head and said, "Either you give this to me, or we're going to take everything." She says, how much simpler and fairer a government would be if we just understood that government doesn't lawfully possess an authority to be generous to anyone. And there's tons of examples in history where the government, there was a great need somewhere through some refugees or something happened over here or something happened. 
and and they just decide we're going to give some money to them because we can because it's our money the 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 supervisors or the assemblymen or the house of representatives starts thinking that that money is their money it's not my money anymore so she says government she said you have to remember these things number one government does not earn its own money number two government must take money to have any money number three taking money from one person to give to another is always theft regardless of who is doing the taking even if it benefits you personally. That's, I see this all the time. These supervisors get in there and they self-deal. It's very illegal. It's corrupt. It should be arrestable, but at least it's unethical. But they go in there talking a big deal. They're liars, and they go in there and start stealing money from the taxpayers. Number four, for government to take and give money, the people must authorize those in government the power to steal at will. And we haven't authorized that unless you do indirectly by not voting or not going to a board meeting and complaining and holding their feet to the fire. Number five, This is the greatest expansion of power possible on the earth, the authority to take from others whatever, however, and whenever you want for whatever reason you want. Number six, government generosity is sinful and tyrannical. Now, every supervisor, and I bet every representative in the United States would just think, that's just, that's over the top. I can't believe you're calling me a sinner and a tyrant. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll call you that repeatedly all day. Government generosity, taking money, that you do not have a constitutional right to spend anywhere and to spend it on all kinds of giving it to Ukraine, giving it to other countries for po- to relieve poverty. It's none of your business. If, if the states want to do it or if the people of, of a state want to do it individually or through a nonprofit, that's up to them. I, I, I get a kick out of it. Why, don't, why didn't the supervisors, if they're so concerned about not having non- money, uh, go without a salary and give that to the sheriff's department or the fire department. They won't because they don't, they're not generous themselves. They're thieves themselves. Government generosity is sinful and tyrannical. According to constitutional attorney, Chris Ann Hall, we must refuse all government generosity. I get these. I don't know what they are. Scams through Facebook all the time. People say, hi, how you doing? Like they're an old friend or they know somebody I know. Hi, how you doing? Da, da, da. They want to do small talk. Then all of a sudden, have you heard about this, this program? And I just put no, not interested. Even if, whether it's a scam or not, even if it's not a scam, I don't want $20,000 for the government because it's sinful and tyrannical. I will earn my own money and pay for my own sandwich, right? And my own cup of coffee. I do not want the government to pay. It's corrupt. And so all these supervisors, Dirty Dan Flores, all of them, Carm Baines, they're all out there hustling. They're making land deals. Uh, some people are claiming they're, sell- they're raising marijuana and everybody's looking the other way. Honestly, it, they're, they're criminals. I'm telling you, they are criminals and they are violating the Constitution and the way they're handling our money says, we must all refuse government generosity. We must stop all legalized plunder. The only way we're going to stop it is to say something about it and vote against it or recall these people and get them out. 
Go to libertyfirstsociety.com to know more about it. Now, I'm going to talk more about this. And this is right out of the U.S. Treasury website. It says Small Business Paycheck Protection Program. Remember this PPP during uh, uh, COVID? The PPP established by the CARES Act is implemented by Small Business Administration with support from the Department of Treasury. This program provides small businesses with funds to pay up to eight weeks of payroll. The government shouldn't even be doing this. Funds can also be used to pay interest on mortgage, rent, utilities. The PPP prioritizes millions. I could have got this for my little billboard business I have. I've refused to take part in this, though. They prioritize millions of businesses employed by small deal, authorizing up to $659 billion. Where did that billion dollars come from? It came from people that, that had no choice but to give up money to the government. Veterans organizations and tribal businesses described in the, you know, all these organizations, nonprofit organizations, small businesses, as well as individuals who are self-employed or are independent contractors, all eligible. Okay, I said all that. You know, you got the idea? They're giving away money. <clears throat> Paul Pelosi, who I'm going to talk about in a minute with his drunk driving deal, which is the, the, he was a criminal. The DA's a criminal. The judge is a criminal. All of them are criminals over there. Paul Pelosi and his wife Nancy have a net worth of $120 million. Do you realize that he got PPP protection program gifts from the government? He has $120 million. He got $1.7 million from the government and it was forgiven. But they need 87,000 IRS agents to look into your finances. Now, Paul Pelosi, he was driving at a high rate of speed. I want you, he ran into a Mexican guy that only spoke Spanglish. He could not speak English at the scene. I, we never did figure out whether he was illegal or not. But just hold this thought. Just stick with me. Paul Pelosi, in the middle of the night, early morning hours, drunk, driving his Porsche at a high rate of speed. That's what was the description of witnesses crashed into this Jeep injuring Pelosi got injured and the Mexican got injured. You remember they lied in the paper saying they, they didn't, there was no injuries. The Mexican guy got injured. He got hit at a high rate of speed and they didn't show, you remember the dash cam? They would never show the, the police are corrupt in this. The CHP is constantly corrupt nowadays. The CHP. I worked as, I've taught that the CHP. I, I have friends that are CHP. The CHP is a corrupt organization. And I don't have time to go into the details of how they jerk people around at the state capitol protecting Newsom and violating our constitutional rights down there. But they... But you can hear now they've finally they released, you know, when they released the dash dash cam footage, which would have just caused the public to flip out of how biased and partial and corrupt the government is. If you have money, they released the dash cam footage after he took a plea and the, the case was over. You know why? Because the guy was so shit faced. He couldn't stand up straight without holding on to the car or holding on to the cop. And you can hear the cop being about as nice a guy. I just, I, I thought these guys, cops are amazingly 
generous and kind to this guy and gracious. And they knew who he was right away. They, they ran his plates and they said, hey, this is Paul Pelosi. At one point, he doesn't want to go to jail, right? Who wants to go to jail? Nobody wants to go to jail. Hardly anybody anyway. He says, you know, I'm a person of high profile. I'm a high profile person. What kind of statement is that? What kind of that? If that isn't a statement like, dude, you don't know who I am. And I, I don't deserve to be treated like the average American. I am better than the average American. You can't do this to me. I'll be right back. We got our fifth segment coming up in a second. That was no cakewalk. The Russian farmers were serfs, right? Because they'd got freed, you know, 30 years before that, something like that. No, no time, historically speaking. But a small percentage of them had struggled up through the post-serfdom era and had managed to become competent agriculturalists, competent farmers. And, you know, maybe they owned a house and a little bit of livestock, and maybe they could even hire someone. You know, the communists unleashed the full force of their propagandistic nightmare on them. They rounded them all up and raped them and shot them and sent them to Siberia in the middle of the winter with no food. And because there was no more farmers left who knew how to farm and collectivization was an absolute bloody catastrophe. Six million Ukrainians died in the 1930s. You know, and if you went out and polled your high school students in the United States, I bet you you wouldn't find one in 20 who know, knows about that. And you got to think, what the hell's going on? How can we not know about that? It wasn't very long ago. The Inflation Reduction Act headed to the president's desk after it passed the House along party lines Friday. There are three independent studies, though, that show it's actually going to have a minimal effect on inflation and that many parts of the bill obviously don't even take effect until next year, some years later than that. A 30% tax credit that you can claim in 2022 for installing energy-efficient windows. Yeah, those windows cost about $500 per window. The average house has 10 windows in it, so you're looking at a $5,000 expense to, you know, lower your costs. Heat pumps. Heat pumps, yeah, those cost about 4000 bucks. On top of that, of course, if uh, citizens want to install solar panels on their roofs. Solar panels on a roof, that's another fifteen dollars to $20,000. Man, you're saving a ton. Lady, are you retarded? You bet. Of course, there's the tax credits that are at the dealership for the automotive sector, for electric vehicles. Yeah, electric vehicles, another $65,000 investment that depreciates every day you have it. Huh? many ways that this bill lowers the costs for everyday citizens. And that's one of the reasons why it's anti-inflationary is to lower the costs. <laughs> is this lady insane? Of course, of course. 
58% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. They can't afford any of this stuff. They can't afford bacon, lady. What the hell are you talking about? Do you think this hack at CNN is going to mention any of this? Of course not. On the inflation part of this, I mean, you're kind of making my point. Because when we're talking about drugs negotiating directly, having Medicaid negotiate directly, you're talking about 2026 to 2029. That's when those provisions kick in. When you're talking about... Uh, you know, a tax credit on solar panels, electric vehicles, energy-efficient appliances and windows. People who are spending money on those things aren't the ones who are living paycheck to paycheck and inflation is hitting the most. Everything is amazing right now and nobody's happy. Like, in my lifetime, the changes in the world have been incredible. When I was a kid, we had a rotary phone. We had a phone that you had to stand next to. And you have to dial it. Yes. You don't, you don't realize how primitive... You're making sparks <laughs> in a phone. And you actually would hate people with zeros in their numbers because it was more... It was right. Like, oh, this guy's got two zeros. Screw that guy. Why do I want to... Yeah. And then if, you, if they called and you weren't home, the phone would just ring lonely by itself. And then if you wanted money, you had to go in the bank for when yes. it was open for like three hours. You had to stand in line, write yourself a check like an idiot and then when you run out of money you just go well i can't do any more things now <laughs> right. i can't do any more that's things. it yeah that was it and even if you had a credit card they the guy would go oh and he'd bring out this whole shunk shunk and he'd write yeah oh, you have to call the president to see if you have any money and it's all true kids you phone. had to call the president yeah it was ridiculous yes do you feel that we now in the 21st century, we take technology for granted. Well, yeah, because now we live in an, in an amazing, amazing world, and it's wasted on the, on the crappiest generation of just spoiled idiots <laughs> that don't care, because this is what people are like now. They got their phone, and they're like, ugh, it won't... Give it a second! <laughs> give, it's going to space. <laughs> Can you give it a second to get back from space? I was on an airplane, and there was internet, high-speed internet on the airplane. That's yes. the newest thing that I know exists. And I'm sitting on the plane, and they go, open up your laptop. You can go on the internet. And it's fast, and I'm watching YouTube clips. It's I'm in an airplane. And then it breaks down, and they apologize. The internet's not working. The guy next to me goes, this is bull****. <laughs> like, how quickly the world owes him something. Yes. He knew existed only 10 seconds ago. Right. Flying right. is the worst one because people come back from flights and they tell you their story. And it's like a horror story. It's they act like their flight was like a cattle car in the 40s in Germany. That's yeah. how bad they make it sound. Right. They're like, it was the worst day of my life. First of all, we didn't board for 20 minutes. Right. And then we get on the plane and they made us sit there on the runway for 40 minutes. We had to sit there. Oh, really? What happened next? Did you fly through the air incredibly like a bird? Did you partake in the miracle of human flight, you non-contributing zero? But you got to fly? You're flying! It's amazing! Everybody on every plane should just constantly be going, Oh, my God! Wow! Yes! You're flying. You're, you're sitting in a chair in the sky. Yes. Yeah. But, but it doesn't it doesn't go back a lot. And it's, and it's not really you know, here's the thing. People like they say there's delays on flights. Yeah. Delays really? New York to California in five hours. That used to take thirty years. 
to do that. And a bunch of you would die on the way there and have a baby. You'd be a whole different group of people by the time you got there. <laughs> I took a stroll down the old I'm walking the day I I met a little girl and we stopped to talk on a fine soft day I all right welcome back this is uh segment five of six and uh i want to just give a shout out to a couple more people and then get back to the pelosi situation it's way bigger than paul pelosi way 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 bigger and uh, let me just give a shout out to Elite Universal Security, Monty Hecker, who is helping all kinds of businesses take care of things that the cops used to. And, you know, back in the day, people were just they disciplined themselves. Our, our founding father said, if we don't have virtue in our citizens, in other words, virtue is where you manage your own behavior. You're polite. You're kind. You wouldn't take advantage of other people. You won't steal from them. You won't crap on their doorstep. Right. You won't harass them. You won't sleep on their property. Right. So now we have places like elite universal security because the cops will not take care of business anymore. In fact, we just had one of our city council members, Stuart Gilchrist, get beat up by a homeless guy because he's always kissing up to homeless. And I'm hoping that all the supervisors and all the city council people get their asses beat really hard by criminals. Because they created the policies and allowed the policies that are allowing all us that are putting up this nonsense every day. You know, Biden is building a wall around his, one of his houses. Biden. Obama. All these people. Pelosi. All these people building these, these liberals building walls. But they got walls. They got taken down walls every, everywhere else for us. Right? So if you want a job helping, if you need a job making a few extra bucks... And you want to get in the guard business or you need you need a elite universal security to guard your property, whether it's farm, agriculture, industrial, government, private residence. These guys can do it and they know what they're doing. Five, five, four, eight Feather River Boulevard. They're located but in Yuba County. But whatever county you're listening from up here in, in northern California, they may be working in your county. They may have uh, accounts in your county. So if you give them a call at 530-749-0280, 749-0280, they can uh, say, hey, you say, hey, I'm over here in Butte County. I'm over here in Calusa County. I'm over here in Nevada County. You got anything going up here where you need some workers or whatever, whatever. Anyway, uh, they can put you on or if you need some help up there, they'll come up and help as well. So they also uh, will teach people how to shoot. They've got a uh, shooting range. They'll they'll help you get if it, I don't even you know, even know whether we're going to have continue to have concealed weapons permits, but uh, anyway they'll walk you through any of that stuff if you end up being a, getting a handgun and you want to figure out how to handle it and uh, so you can defend yourself or uh, whatever the laws are going to be which we already have one law it's called the Second Amendment and that is it says that uh, the Whatever you want to do with a gun, if you are a citizen of the United States and you're not a felon, uh, whatever you want to do with a gun uh, should not be infringed upon. That's whatever. Like carry it out in the front seat of your car, under the seat of your car, uh, in a gun rack, uh, however you want to do it. 
It shouldn't be trifled with. Okay. So Elite Universal Security, check them out. They can help you. And uh, 749-0280, they will train you how to be a guard. And it may lead into maybe if you're a youngster, you might want to go into law enforcement down the road. They'll get you started in the right direction. Also, we got Greenitz Construction. And um, Dave Greenitz does the nicest kitchens and baths in the Yuba Center area. He's got several crews that are knocking, working on various projects. They don't all work together. They work on their own projects, start to finish. They don't switch people around. They're very efficient, and they get stuff started and finished quickly and do it really well. So the way to check it out is go to greenitzconstruction.com. That's green with E-T-Z on the end. Or go to Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook page, or you can dial him up at 530-682-9602. You can also text that number for Dave Greenitz because I do all the time when I need him for something. We're working on projects together, nonprofit projects, all kinds of stuff. So I want to talk about Paul Pelosi and why this should be really troubling to you. Paul Pelosi, the wife of Nancy Pelosi, who's the uh, head of the uh, House, the Congress, House of Representatives. And uh, Paul Pelosi, they live in San Francisco, but they got houses all over the place like rich people do. And they continually do insider trading. That means Nancy Pelosi gets inside information because she's the government and she could put the kibosh on a corporation or make a corporation a lot of money by just the way she votes. That's because we have a government that's involved in our in our corporations. They shouldn't be, but they are. So now government constantly picks winners and losers. They do it at the local level with COVID money, and they do it at the federal level. And so uh, they have made, uh, like I said, they're worth $150, $60 million, right? And I'm all for people doing well if they're not, like, doing it illegally and cheating other people. These guys cheat other people. So Paul Pelosi was shit-faced. He couldn't do a field sobriety test. Uh, so the the guy, the, the officer, you can hear him on on the video saying, hey, I don't want you falling over and, and injuring yourself. So let's skip the field of sobriety test because the guy couldn't do it. He couldn't stand and he couldn't do anything. He couldn't stand on one leg. He couldn't walk a line. He couldn't do anything. He was out of it big time. And uh, so they said, we'll, we'll, you know, do the blow in the thing. We'll go do a blood test. We'll do something else. Right. So uh, anyway, there was blood on his hands. Uh, there was the other guy was injured. Now, listen, the fact that they settled this in a few weeks is totally inappropriate. Uh, we still have a guy that's injured. They didn't take time. The D.A. did not take time to look at the medical records, because when people are it's one thing to be drunk driving. Right. You've been drunk driving. You know what that's like. It's another thing to damage public property, which he did. He didn't just damage his Porsche. It wasn't like he ran over a cliff. He, he, bu- he busted down fences. He, in other words, he did property damage to other people's property, and he ran into another driver and totaled his vehicle, plus he injured that other driver. They didn't take time to, to even go and figure out this guy's medical injuries. They they only charged him with a misdemeanor. Have you ever heard anybody getting a hundred and fifty dollar court fine? I mean that that's a no that's a no thing. All right, some people call it a nothing, a no thing. A hundred and fifty dollar fine 
when you have all these investigators do all this investigating, they give them five days in jail, but they say, oh, well, we're giving you that five days off for time served. Really? He, they actually, you know, they arrested him. You know, they can, they can cite and release, but they arrested him and they held him. Do you know that they, to get to the 0.08%, which is the legal limit that you now called under the influence, they, they waited four hours to test him. You know what happens in four hours? Every hour, these, they, there's all kinds of science on how much your body you know, overcompensates or compensates to get the alcohol out of your system. So they'll tell you how many per hour, how much that rate goes down, 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 down per hour. So you're not under the influence. They waited four hours. He was at the sheriff's department the jail for four hours before they ever took a test. Totally. This is all criminal people. These are judges that are criminal judges. They took the remove the original judge and put in a rookie judge, a setup judge. And listen, the DA keeps saying, this is how we treat everybody. She is a liar. You hear what I said? Allie Haley is a liar. She's a total pawn. She's a little, she's a legal prostitute for the Pelosi's. You know why? Because Allie Haley will never have to do anything again. Whatever she wants to do, the Pelosi's got her back. Do you think that judge will ever get any problem again? That judge will run for the rest of her life, become an assemblyman, become a senator, because the Pelosi's will take care of her. That's what this government, the American government, hoped for better things than two-bit rich people, drunk out of their minds. Let me turn it around for you. Let's say Pelosi was driving and the Mexican can't speak any English. The Mexican, maybe he's an illegal. Maybe he didn't even have insurance. Doesn't he? We don't even know any of this, right? They won't tell us because we're too stupid to be told these things. So let's say the, the Mexican is the drunk. And Paul Pelosi is just sober and he's just driving along. And the Mexican comes flying down the highway in a Jeep at a high rate of speed, drunk as can be, crashes through the fence, runs into Paul Pelosi and injures him and destroys his nearly brand new Porsche. What do you think would happen to that Mexican? Come on, people. Please, 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 please think it through. Think, think, T-H-I-N-K. Do you think that guy wouldn't have got slammed? It would have been all over the news. Poor Paul Pelosi, 82-year-old old guy. Oh, my God. Oh, we need to wait. We don't want to rush this. We got to feel out what all his injuries are. Who's going to pay for the Porsche? Oh, the guy wasn't insured. Oh, this. Do you know that Paul Pelosi, he, he pulled out a platinum, according to Jesse Waters, a platinum Eleven ninety nine. They they call it eleven ninety nine card or something like that. It's a donor card to the CHP and gave it to the guy. Waters claims that that's the equivalent of that's a card you get if you make a hundred thousand dollar donation to the CHP. Now listen, the nice thing is about dash cams is you get to hear the officers being very cordial 
and they didn't have a funky attitude, and they treated him uh, with professionalism, uh, and they had an interpreter for the Mexican fellow. I appreciated that uh, about the CHP officers, but for goodness sakes, and, and they, they do not have, all they can do is write the situation up. They do not have administrative or judicial rights to what the ch- ultimately charging with. That's the district attorney, Allie Haley, who is a sorry. She, honestly, she is such a sad and sorry representative of the justice system. And the other, the judge, this is so ridiculous. This was all set up ahead of time behind closed doors. This is exactly the 180 degree opposite of what you want with our justice system. Do you think any of us that had done what Paul Pelosi did was just shit face flying down the highway and crashed into some Mexican guy and totaled his Jeep that you would get $150 fine and no jail time? Say, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you can get off with good behavior. And the the dash cam, you think the dash cam could have been held and, and not, not shown if, if it was you who don't have any connections? You really think you'd get that kind of a deal? Come on, people. We are getting screwed left and right. Screwed left and right. The, and, you know, I thought the judges were bad, and I still think they're bad. The, the appeal court judges for Measure A that Yuba County appealed our uh, decision that was in our favor by Judge Barrier, and those people were as crooked as crooked can be. They should go to jail. I've said this over and over. We got people in Yuba County jail that should be released and politicians and judges put in there and in their place. If we were righteous, if we were truly righteous— when I think of Dan Flores selling a, a broken education business and them giving him hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars, both Tom Russer, the head of Sutter County Schools, and, and they should be sitting in the cell together, Flores and Russer, ripping the cat taxpayer off for half a million dollars. Total ripoff. Dirty Dan Flores wanting to get a loan from the Small Business Administration when he's on the committee to give the loans. It's totally self-dealing. And the, and the attorneys for the state had to come in and, like, put the kibosh on it because they didn't have enough integrity in our local area to say, you can't do that, dude. You cannot do that. People just getting away literally with murder around here and in Napa County. With the Pelosi's. Totally. Remember they said, oh, there were no injuries. Remember when the first news came out? No injuries. Really? No injuries? No injuries. And the guy's got injuries. Who's going to pay for those injuries? Unbelievable. Total ripoff. All right. Uh, Let me mention uh, the plumbing doctor. And uh, my friend Ted Holmes runs a plumbing doctor. They serve Yuba Sutter counties, and uh, they're on it. And they had a bunch of vans, uh, and they do all kinds of plumbing. You just tell me that the city Marysville might hire them to redo some of the city sewer down the street or one of the older streets in town. 
and uh, but they do all kinds of small stuff. They came into my house one day and they said, Lou, how come you have all these old toilets, these ancient toilets? And I said, because well, they still work. They're good, dude. They just they flush, so what's the big deal? They said, oh, yeah, we could put a toilet in here, use half as much water or like a third as much water and save you a lot of water bill. I said, okay, okay, okay. They put new, new uh, toilets in my house. And they just saved stuff for me left and right. So maybe you don't have a, anything broken, but maybe you got some old fixtures that if you, and particularly if you're in Marysville, uh, they could put restrictive heads on there, uh, low-flow low heads. Certainly the toilets could be chained out, changed out. I'm so happy with that. But if you got any leaks in your system, man, I'm telling you, you could pay for plumbing doctor left and right instead of giving your money to Cal Water, which is a total thievery organization total ripoff corporation california water service just drive up and down the street nobody i'm watering my lawn but it's just it's i'm telling you back in the 50s and the 60s every lawn in our community was was green and and taken care of and now it's just a total it's a wreck you just will have goats running around the street and wild animals it's just like we got zombies so what the heck might have animals, creatures, what are, let's just, you know, get goats, sheep, just let them out, run out in the street and just keep things trimmed down. Marysville, city of Marysville can't seem to figure it out. So, uh, anyway, plumbing doctor, 530-671-9111. They called me the other day and said, Lou, we think Google hooked up all, goofed up all our references. They were letting me know that they were getting jerked around by Google. Have you been jerked around by Google? I, I get calls uh, from from a Google referral that I'm a surveying, like, you know, when you go out and do land surveying, I get calls every single month. I've tried to get Google to take that off the list. It's impossible. It's impossible. All right, let's see where we're going from here. we got a couple of minutes. Uh, oh, i got to do this, this uh, deal, if I can find it really quick. So right after COVID started, there was a, a group of doctors from around the United States called the Frontline Doctors that got together, and they went before the, uh, I think on the steps of the Capitol, United States Capitol, the Supreme Court or something, and they made a statement that the whole thing was COVID was a fraud. And all people mocked them, the media, because the media was all bought out. Like the, uh, the government of the United States paid the media to lie. That's what they did, Right. They just bought him out, baby. And uh, so anyway, this doctor, he's a medical doctor, psychiatrist, you know, not psychologists. Psychologists are not medical doctors. Psychiatrists, they got to get a doctor's license. Then they go on to more schooling to be uh, focused on psychiatry. So Dr. Mark McDonald was one of those at the frontline doctors on the steps of the Capitol. And he says, Title is Corruption in California. Los Angeles medical doctor calls masking child abuse. I said that all along. I said it all along. If before COVID, if they saw kids coming to school and you constantly had their head all wrapped up, somebody would turn you into CPS. Uh, So Mark McDonald specializes in children with autism and trauma. And he announced this is a letter to all his patients. He says, effective immediately, all forms of child abuse will no longer be tolerated in my office. This includes masking children. 
just as I would never tolerate a parent beating their child or burning him with a cigarette lighter in my presence, I will not condone or allow minors to enter my office with their faces covered. My first ethical responsibility as a physician is to do no harm to my patients, and allowing children to mask their faces has caused and continues to cause tremendous harm to them physically, emotionally, psychologically, and developmentally, developmentally, any argument to the contrary is naive and irrational. I'm going to read the rest of this letter when I come back for the last segment. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. Touchdown brings me around again to find. I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man. Here in America, land of opportunity, governments at all levels are taxing away 40% of our nation's income. We've been creeping closer to socialism, a system that someone once said works only in heaven where it isn't needed and in hell where they've already got it. It's very easy for a politician to stand up before voters and say, health care is a right, and then passionately advocate for single payer or free health care or Medicare for all, whatever term they might use. But before we consider the merits of the government managing your health care, and that's what this all boils down to, maybe we should ask a more basic question. What do we mean by health care? Because if you get sick, and here we're talking major illness or you're in serious pain, you don't just want health care, you want quality health care. And where is your best chance of finding that? The answer is right here in America. For skilled doctors, cutting-edge medical treatments, and care without long delays, no other country rivals the United States, not even close. Nobody from Texas is going to Canada for medical treatment. It's almost always the other way around. Sure, our healthcare system has lots of issues, and we should address them. But do we really want to upend all the advantages that we do have and start from scratch? Because that's what would have to happen if we completely turn healthcare over to the government. So let's imagine we make the change. We hear a lot about how great free healthcare would be, but it's only fair we look at the downside. The first is that government-run healthcare takes medical decisions away from patients, that means you, and puts them in the hands of bureaucrats. They decide, for example, how many MRI machines are going to be available, or under what conditions you can get back surgery, or a bypass, or even whether you qualify for cancer treatment. That's how it works in the United Kingdom, under its single-payer system. Because it has finite resources, the National Health Service, or NHS, sharply restricts access to treatments like hip and knee replacements, cataract surgery, and even prescription drugs to deal with common conditions like arthritis and diabetes. If you suffer from any of these ailments and many others in the UK, you may just have to live with the pain. And let's hope you don't have a medical emergency. In a January 2018 article in the New York Times, patients in emergency rooms around London are described as having to wait 12 hours before they are tended to. Corridors are jammed with beds carrying the frail and elderly. To deal with the situation, hospitals were ordered to postpone non-urgent surgeries until the end of the month. That hardly seems like an improvement over what we have in the U.S. A second big problem with single-payer systems is that they are expensive, really expensive. A recent study by the Mercatus Center at George Mason University found that a Bernie Sanders-style Medicare for All Health system would cost a tidy $32.6 trillion over 10 years. 
That's on top of what the federal government spends on health care today. And this is not a new number. Other studies have found the cost to be roughly in the same range. So how would we pay for it? Kenneth Thorpe, a professor at Emory University and health policy official in the Clinton administration, spells it out. If you are going to go in this direction, Medicare for all, the tax increases are going to be enormous. Not just for the rich, Thorpe estimates, but for working Americans and the poor too. Charles Blahaus, the author of the Mercatus study, puts it this way. Even a doubling of all projected individual and corporate income taxes would be insufficient to finance these added federal costs. And he considers that a conservative estimate. Canada knows all about exploding healthcare costs. In Ontario, the country's biggest province, those costs took up 46% of its entire budget in 2010. By 2030, that number is projected to be 80%. In other words, in a few years, Ontario will have little money to pay for anything except health care. Finally, and perhaps most importantly, government-run systems depress the search for new cures. Biomedical research spending in the U.S. far outpaces that of any country with nationalized health care, even when you account for differences in population or size of economies. That's one reason medical breakthroughs rarely come from countries where the government controls health care. They come from the United States, where the government doesn't. The lion's share of biomedical research and development spending in the U.S., over $70 billion in 2012, comes from the private sector. Discovering new medical cures and technology is a profitable business, and thank goodness it is. Those profits drive innovation. Take away the profits, and you will surely take away the innovation. Single-payer, free health care, Medicare for all, they might sound great, but like all visions of utopia, they ultimately produce a lot more harm than good. I'm Lan He Chen, fellow at the Hoover Institution at Stanford for Prager University. I've been told that black women aren't supposed to support the Second Amendment. I've been told I shouldn't want to be able to protect myself. I shouldn't teach my fellow students about their rights, and I shouldn't speak my mind. Thank God I didn't listen. To all of those who have called me a sellout an Uncle Tom, or a pawn for someone else. Here's what should scare you. I never changed my beliefs. I woke up and realized that you don't represent them. You don't speak for me, and you don't think for me. I am not the victim you need me to be. And I'm talking to more women like me every single day. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Are you a doctor or a medical doctor? I have worked uh, over 30 um, years on health so policy. You're, you're not a medical doctor. Do you have a science degree? And yet you travel the country calling people flat earthers who have had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID that we have no right to determine our own medical care. You alone are on high and you've made these decisions, a lawyer with no scientific background, no medical degree. This is an arrogance coupled with an authoritarianism that is unseemly and un-American. You, sir, are the one ignoring the science.
right, we're reading Mark McDonald, Dr. Mark McDonald, psychiatrist. We're reading his letter to all his patients. He says in the second, the third paragraph, he says, over the past year, referrals to speech and language specialists have increased by between 25 and 300 percent, depending on locale. Young children have suffered a 24% cognitive decline along with a 22 IQ point loss among infants due to a combination of prolonged isolation, antisocial distancing, and universal masking of faces. This catastrophe is a man-made and is man-made and due entirely to the failing of adults. Unfortunately, in my adult pop patient population many have developed a fear addiction i strongly and he caps strongly he caps i strongly encourage them to remove face masks whenever possible including when visiting my office as a necessary first step in overcoming this fear addiction i am available and happy to provide support to any patient ready to move forward toward health and freedom from fear Let's agree to make 2022 the year for an individual and national recovery. Now, I just saw where Frankenstein Fauci was being interviewed on a mainstream media program and said, oh, lockdowns really didn't have anything significant, no negative impact. I just thought, you know, I'd like to just catch that guy in an alley and just beat him to a pulp. So this article says, based on disturbing and shocking data, Dr. McDonald presents uh, po politicians, school superintendents, and others in authority who do not immediately end mass mandates should be held accountable to the full extent of the law. Children's Health Defense California chapter continues to offer support to students and their parents who are pushing back against the illegal mandates. Now, right out here at Yuba College, where I'm sitting, just 15 minutes from me is Yuba College, either direction, Sutter County campus, Yuba County campus. Those people are nuts out there. They're totally irresponsible, and they're committing child abuse. Listen, those kids may be 18, 19. That's child abuse, baby. When you force them to wear masks, when you force them to be injected with something that's going to kill them, it's going to compromise their immune system. It's going to give them a heart attack or a blood clot. You need to go to prison, baby. You need to be held up against a wall and shot once you're tried and found guilty. Said our children, this is, this is about Mark McDonald, psychiatrist, well-known psychiatrist in Southern California. Our children have all suffered great physical and psychological harms from prolonged and senseless mask mandates in schools. Uh, anyway, He's got all kinds of pages off his off this article that I don't have the link to. I have to go back and get the original, but I can. But they hit he offers templates, exemption templates for parents, teen pages, etc. Uh so pay attention, people. This thing, this mass thing is ridiculous. Now I want to just say this. I've been involved with both. I like both sheriffs, and they are being held hostage, the sheriffs of our two counties, Yuba Sutter, by Cal OSHA. And uh, this, uh, what is it, OSHA? Occupational Safety and Hazardous Something Something uh, Agency, right? They protect, supposedly, they started to protect employees. Now, OSHA, giving justification that the CDC, they're following CDC guidelines. Now, I want to just remind you that CDC is not a U.S. government agency. 
It's an independent deal that's run by pharmaceutical companies and people like Bill Gates. Their CDC rules to start this COVID thing was totally corrupt. There wasn't anything scientific about it. And now they've they've flip-flopped and they've changed all their rulings. But in the fine print, I'm told by a captain of the jail just yesterday, I was told that in the small print of the new findings in jails, they don't call them jails, but they, they're in close contact groups. They're still requiring masks and they're still requiring them to spray the jail twice a day. Listen, people, I have friends who are in jail. I have friends that have been in jail during COVID. I have friends that have been in prison during COVID. I have friends that tell me from prison, they forced me to take the jab or they were going to put me in the hole. That is inhumane, people. They may have done something wrong. I have lots of friends who did things wrong, and they're wonderful people today. They are in the community. They are paying taxes. They are raising kids. They are working around you. They're reformed. Just because people in prison, we don't need to treat them like animals. Masking people before COVID in the OSHA uh, ocean standards in their codes in their rules it was they cautioned businesses if if they were going to put a mask on an employee that they said they said right in their own documents it created hypoxia which is a shortage of oxygen and a shortage of oxygen will kill you will do damage to your body it is not healthy for people to be masked. We weren't created to be masked, but we created situation. We spray cars. We're in closed deals. Uh, you know, there's real there's reason to have a mask on sometimes to keep things from coming up into your nose. But the fact is, we are cause we have all these prisoners in our state prisons in California. It's not true in every state anymore. State prisons and the county jails. In the city jails, we don't have a city jail here, but we used to. But in, we have city jails in other big cities, the L.A. city jail. City jails, county jails, prisons, they're forcing these people to be masked. Do you know that long time through COVID, no visitors, zero visitors. You're in jail. You cannot. This is like living in a dungeon, people. They violated these people's rights for baloney. It was baloney. The whole thing is a fraud. And we still have Gavin Newsom will not change the rules for our jails. So we used to have all kinds of training in our jails, helping people overcome all kinds of problems, addiction, uh, violence, anger, all kinds of stuff. And how to get a job when you're a felon, helping them make the transition. We were teaching 25, 26 hours a week for over two years now. We have not taught anything. You know why? Because they have forbidden volunteers from entering the jail. I'm not taking, I'm not trashing the, the jail workers. I'm, I'm after the, the state of California. They're the ones calling the shots. And, and there may be attorneys that are jerking people around the attorneys. If you have people if you have your clients in jail for you to allow them to be masked and to, to constantly have these chemicals sprayed around them twice a day, that's crazy. It's totally crazy what's going on. And yet it's going to go on another till probably till the first of the year. 
Again, it's going to be three or four years before this is over, and it's all been nonsense from the very beginning. It's a lie. In fact, I have a guy that, that actually came up with the whole logic or the illogic or the plan of the lockdown, and he has no science. They're, 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 they're confronting this guy now. He used to work for the Bush administration. He had no logic, no science. He just off the cuff decides to say, this is a lot. We're going to lock everything down. Totally ridiculous. Total nonsense. No science. People just make up rules out, out of just off the cuff. Off the cuff. So uh, the British Medical Journal says that science is so no longer trustworthy so corrupted. You know when they pay, oh, well, they did, you know, they're basing it on this research or, oh, they did this research and all these people were, became sick or got healed or whatever they did. The British Medical Journal, BMJ they call it, editor Richard Smith, he penned an opinion piece the other day for that journal suggesting that health research, this is, this is, this is almost hard to believe. Health research has become so corrupted and untrustworthy that people should just assume it is fraudulent and false until proven otherwise. And so they're telling you that it's safe for women to take the jab, yet they had a 300% increase in the military, according to military statistics, of miscarriages in women. In other words, prior to COVID, they had a certain amount of miscarriage. They keep track of every kind of every kind of blip in your medical history. They keep track of it when you're working for the military, which is legit, right? They want to know, hey, are we doing anything to cause our people to be ill? So their own statistics, the Department of Defense, found that 300% of our women serving in the military, that, that 300% increase, they lost their babies. And the only change was we forced them to take the jab, people. And now we have like a 200% increase from people like 18 to 44 in deaths, all deaths, not just, oh, it's from smoking. Oh, not just it's from like heart attacks. Oh, not just they all had diabetes. It's just in that category. No, 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 no. It's literally from the shot. You know, it's interesting. When COVID started, people like Dr. Fong Lu, they called everything COVID. Oh, yeah, it's COVID. Yeah, it's COVID. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they have all these things. Gunshot to the head, got hit by a truck. Oh, yeah. Did they test positive with the with the test up the nose? Yeah, COVID. COVID, 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 COVID. But now, sudden death, 14-year-old kid, boom, dies. Oh, that's too bad. Well, we, 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 you know, we'll have to do an autopsy. We have no idea how that happened, but we're talking about lots of kids dying. Lots of young people dying, blood clots, heart attacks. I I asked people the other day, they said, Oh, Lou, that was a great point. I'm going to make it right here again. When you went through school, how many kids did you know? You went all the way through school, wherever you went. How many of them died by a heart attack in sports? How many? or blood clot to the head, or, or whatever, whatever. I mean, I can name the kids on one hand that died of something, got hit by a truck, drowned in the Yuba River, right? Nobody just died. I don't even remember anybody in my class 
in the classes I, I went to school with died of cancer, for instance. A couple of ladies got pregnant. Think about it, people. Don't be stupid. Please don't be stupid. We got people dropping dead left and right. And you think, oh, oh, I heard so-and-so died. Oh, I heard, oh, that's too bad. Oh, what did they die of? Oh, I don't know. He just died. And so you know what Dr. Lucid? Oh, well, people just die. You know, they don't have to have an explanation to die. Listen, people, when the statistics show a massive increase in deaths on normally healthy people that do not have deaths and, uh, unless they get hit by a car or, or an industrial accident, they fall off a tall building or something. So this guy goes on and said, he says, <laughs> the title of his article this is the editor of the British Medical Journal. He said, the title is Time to Assume That Health Research is Fraudulent Until Proven Otherwise. In other words, all, all research. He said, consider it baloney. He calls it rubbish. He doesn't call it shit because it's a professional journal, right? But that's what he's really trying to say. It's shit. Can you catch it, what I'm saying here? It's shit. The, the, our health department is full of shit. You with me? You getting it yet? They're lying to you and they're making stuff up. And we got all these supervisors and, and department heads going along with it. You know why? Because they're all making money off it, people. 200,000, 300,000. You think they're going to risk their career to stand up for you? You're nothing. You're a citizen. You are nothing to these su these supervisors or to these department heads. They will sell you out in a heartbeat. You know how they do it? Oh, they just look the other way. They just don't make comment. They don't want it. They don't have a backbone. They were born without a backbone. They have no moral upright. They don't have any moral plumb line in their life. They will screw you, take your stuff. They will shut your business down. They will mask your kids. They don't care whether they die of hypoxia. One of my friends had a child that, that was born with extra problems. He was a teacher for Kynox School, one of their best teachers. He left this state because they wouldn't, concede on the math because he couldn't get the kid couldn't get enough oxygen it bothering him and this and this guy wouldn't take the shot so he would have to do the walk of shame to have the thing jabbed up his nose every week and we still don't know how much problems that is putting something up your nose like ethylene oxide every week you know what he did people say i got this i i'm running out of time here i'm not going to talk about education today but People, the education people, liars, they're saying, we don't know where all the kids have gone. Hundreds of thousands of kids not in school. Parents, we don't, we don't really know how they, look, I'll tell you, we got a husband and wife. He was a teacher. They don't have enough teachers, you know. They don't have enough kids. They don't have enough teachers. He's a teacher. He's married. They have three or four kids. They packed up. And they went to South Dakota where they have no restrictions and they have freedom. And he bought a house and he's teaching in a school there. Think about it, people. 
They lost three or four kids in the school system. They were in the government schools. He taught in the government schools. He was committed to that. And when he closed the door, he told me, he said, Lou, I take, I tell the kids to take their masks off when I lock that door. When, when school, when the recess is over and school is in session, I tell them to take their mask off. Thank God for people like him. You know what he's looked like in the system? Oh, he's a rebel. Oh, yeah, he's not a good teacher. Oh, he's violating the rules. Go to hell, you people. Go to hell. You people are righteous. You people, we should be putting you in prison. You need to go to prison. You're corrupt. Masking little children. And then you have the, you have the, the gall to turn a parent in for child abuse. And you're abusing the child themselves. Tell me about your your ventilation system at Marysville High School, Yuba City High School, all these high schools. Are you putting chemicals in those systems? That's the next thing, people. Think, oh, Lou, you've lost your mind. You're going off. No, I'm telling you what the next thing is. You look up in the sky. Do you even believe in chemtrails? You think, oh, that's just God making those things that look like a tic-tac-toe up there in the sky. Those are chemtrails. And you know what the, Bill Gates wants to do? He, You remember when they used to spray m- mosquitoes in Yuba Sutter and they used to go down with the Jeeps and spray malathion or something out, right? They used to pr- spray for mosquitoes. And you remember when they sprayed for the medfly and they flew over all the communities and sprayed for the medfly? They're going to spray the vaccine stuff right over the top of us. That's the next thing. Because then you don't need cooperation, right? You just spray everybody. You just hose everybody down. These people are nuts. Most people are so spineless and they have no moral back backbone. They will go along with whatever as long as you don't take whatever thing they're caught up in, whether it's pornography or whether it's making a lot of money or their little house or their little vacation or whatever, some two-bit thing they're caught up in they will give up everything for that they will not stand up for anything they we have people went in just to try to do the constitution and they have were were such uh criminals at the uh board of education in Yuba in Yuba County at Marysville Joint Unified that they put off those people and made them sit there listening to their garbage for two and a half or three hours and finally the people just left without even getting a chance to talk you think you think that is what you think parents are going to feel like, oh, you're incorporating them into your system. Oh, you're being kind. Oh, yeah, you want we want parent input. You don't want any parent. In, you hope they drop dead. I've been in meetings where actually had uh, education, education leaders in Yuba County say the very words that they they thought the kids ought to just be left with them and get the parents out of that. Don't tell me I'm coming up with stuff. Oh, yeah. Like Francisco Ravellis told somebody the other day, he was a conservative. What a liar. A total liar. He's all over. I can find his name all over Democrat websites donating to people that think you should have. Oh, by the way, they're going to try to do a mandated uh, kindergarten and preschool. You know why? They don't care about your kids. They want the money for those kids because their butts will be in the seats. The best thing in Finland, they don't the kids that don't start school till seven outperform our kids. Why? Because they're much better off and they learn more important things at home. 
keeping them out of school. They say, oh, well, we need to get the kids over here because the parents are so crappy. The kids don't learn anything anywhere else. They, the farther away you can keep your kids in the public school, the better off and smarter they'll be. Just get them the hell out of there. Get them out. Go do anything. Teach them yourself. Get a homeless person to teach them. I think we're done. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe do this next week, God willing. Catch you later. trees of green red roses too I see them bloom for me and you and I think to myself what a wonderful world I see skies of blue The bright blessed day and the dark sacred night and I think to myself